Hi, everybody. I'm Mark. I am Alex. And this is The Shepherd. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Let's do this. All right. Episode 72 is officially underway. I was going to say the episode number, but I thought 71 in my head when I was going to sing this <laughs> at the beginning there. And then I was like, don't say it. Just, just say, just say shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that, that's autocorrect my brain. It autocorrected to the wrong. So we are doing um, an interesting experiment. This, ep- this is the first episode we're going to do this. So we, we always put our first half hour of our episodes up on YouTube. You can go on uh, YouTube.com. And this is going to be wholesome family fun. And it's you got to search the shot pod with a zero, right, in shot. Um, and we put the first half, half hour up. But because we talk about um, – <laughs> contra- i got to be careful. Yeah, we talk about controversial things, and, uh, and, I, and sometimes we start swearing. Um, sometimes we get – you know, it gets intense. Um, what we're going to try to do for this episode is – and from here on out is keep the half hour – I mean, our normal type of content. We're going to joke. We'll, we'll have our laughs. But we're going to just try and keep it YouTube-friendly so we don't have these warnings coming up. Like, ah, you know, are you sure you want to watch the shot pod? It's adult content. Yeah. <laughs> do we have to restrict your videos? Well, not. Not anymore. Well, they, uh, yeah, hopefully they won't anymore after we start doing 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 it this week. So, um, what are the words I'm not allowed to say? Shot. <laughs> no, last week we did the we went down yep. the list, so yep, we'll, we'll we keep there. And right after, as soon as as soon as the camera shuts off, I'll be like, oh, finally, now I can. And then we'll let them all out. But anyway, um, oh my God, so many things happened this week. So like we're into the end of getting into the end of March here, so 2023. Many. Yes. And like, so first off, I'm excited. John Wick Four, like that's kind of what what I'm trying to like. Oh wow, the world burns. What is distracting me? What am I going? Hmm. You know, here's a reason to survive. Yeah. Mandalorian was dope this week. I'm looking forward to next week. Um, and I'm definitely really, really into um, what's it called? Like I, I, I I've, I've thought entertainment is the only thing that's keeping me going. And I've been, I want to see John Wick Four so freaking bad. Oh, so bad! You don't even you contro- know. You controlled the the frickin' there. It looks it looks really really Ra- good. Radio and sensor. then I saw an interview with Keanu Reeves. That guy, I uh, can't remember his name. That he di- he passed away. Who uh, played um, in the oh, Resident Evil yes. show? Lance Reddick. Yeah, Lance Reddick. We talked about it. I think we talked mentioned yes. it last week. Yep. But yeah, so I got to see some interviews with Keanu this week of him talking about how sad it is that the movie's out and he's not there to do all these red carpet walks with them because yeah. he was supposed to and he was a really seemed like a pretty humble, chill kind of dude to work with. Anyways, oh, yeah. another uh, doesn't seem like I bet you it's somebody who's not on the Epstein list. You know what I mean? So I, I don't want to <laughs> say we need the people that aren't on the Epstein list to survive. Like you know what I mean? Like if you're on the Epstein list and then they have one of these celebrity deaths where like I don't know they die of myocarditis or you know magic death. myocarditis magic death going syndrome, back to house <laughs> or whatever whatever else they're just you know because they're just like oh this person killed themselves or this person was walking down the street and had a bad heart condition it's yeah. like there's a lot of that going on guys but like when they're on the Epstein list I, I'm like okay whatever kind of move on with my day but when it's somebody that's not it's like oh they got one of the good ones you know what yeah. I mean? like it's sad it's sad I actually feel it a little bit so yeah, this was one of those I could see like Keanu I bet you he's now told people that they're not allowed to ask about how he feels about that death because, like, the two interviews I saw where he's on the carpet, he's, he's you know, he's, he's there to push his movie, and yeah. then they're like, what do you think about this? And he immediately kills his mood. Like, he's like, yeah. he's, he's immediately a, a, change, a big change, a very big change in his personality in that moment. You can tell 
it's like he's thinking in his head, why are they milking this on me, man? Why'd you do that? You know, I'm here to try to push the movie. And it's hard enough to put this smile on as it is, and now you want to bring that. What a dick move. And it's always these pretty ladies. Hi, I'm Sylvia Bobbity Blah from whatever, whatever, like Hollywood News. And I was wondering, Mr. Reeves, how you feel about, you know, your co-star from John Wick 4 passing away so abruptly. Like, <laughs> shut the, f- uh, you know, shut up. I didn't say it. <laughs> Stop being like that. Anyways. You can see his mood change. So um, uh, I got some empathy for that whole situation. It sucks to see him go, but I'm excited for this movie. Yeah. Let's go see this movie. It's out. Um, I want to see it Tuesday. Maybe we can maybe we can work something out. Maybe. Have you, you want to- heard the news of Jonathan Majors? I have, yeah. Jonathan, so our guy who plays Kang, or <coughs> yeah, Kang the Conqueror, in the, maybe a little bit of a villain. Who would have thought? He's, he's, he's basically a Marvel's version of Ezra Miller at this point. <laughs> yeah, getting up there. All right. Yeah. So Kang the Conqueror, aka Jonathan uh, Majors, he uh, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> Reagan's on the show. Uh, he says his actions were justified after he's accused of assault, strangulation, and harassment. Well, apparently last month, filmmaker A.B. Allen took to Twitter uh, to mention an unnamed actor as a vicious, abusive, cruel human being, both professionally and in his personal life. He didn't want to name names to expose anyone or hurt someone. Allen has confirmed now that he was talking about majors, but declined to comment more for fear of exposing people he's hurt. Tim Nikolai, a co-founder of Society Theater and director-slash-actor, continued on that statement saying folks at Yale and broader NYC community have known about him for years. When asked why no one has come clean sooner, Nikolai said a victim needed to come forward because a bunch because a bunch of them are close with people that he has harmed directly. Literally, people he did this to are texting him, so it's not a, I heard from this guy about this, or I heard from that guy about that. So Kane the Conqueror may be a little bit of a villain, no surprise. All jokes aside, I'd rather see him get help and be better than be alienated. Like, Jonathan Majors is a pretty phenomenal actor. Even when people put down Ant-Man Quantumania, he shrugged it off, saying he hadn't seen it and was moving on, which I'm fine with. He didn't want to bend to cancel culture. No one should have to. Just do what you do. On he hasn't f- seen it? Isn't he in it? What? Yeah. Well, because he, uh, I'd Oh, they were asking him about it before it was out. I no, 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 no. Uh, after it came out, he didn't want to see it because of his portrayal of Kang, because he plays so many different variants of Kang. He doesn't want oh, to... Oh, that's very... So he's getting into character. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to know about the other ones. I'm not supposed to. Oh, that's very smart, actually. Yeah. Damn, I like that, actually. It, yeah. So what do you think about this? Like, give me, give me a little bit of a... I think people make mistakes. I think people can be better, but are these these aren't like rape allegations, right? No, like it's not getting that. No, it's, it's just it's, it's just it's like phys- abuse, physical and, altercations. Okay, so it's like shoving people, maybe yelling at yeah. people on set, or you know, and it, but it's professional, right? It's a, it's a, in a professional way. I mean, can can you not in a professional way, but it's in a professional atmosphere, right? Like he's supposed to yeah. be like doing movie related stuff, and he's treating people like garbage. Yeah, like like you think of like Christian Bale on Terminator yeah. Salvation. We've talked he, about this. He's gone off on people, but what if he like grabbed the coat of somebody and was like, you start. He's yeah, just going I, off. And yeah. Like, it'd be a little different. It'd be like, okay, you physically assaulted me. <laughs> yeah, well, anyways, um I'll put I'll say this. I mean, with so many 
people that we kind of put on a pedestal coming out with like like I mean we, when I said that he's the Ezra Miller of the MCU he's not really because Ezra Miller's like <laughs> rape is on his allegation list okay and it's like a lot of people and it's just like and he keeps keeps messing up. Oh, there was also human trafficking. On yeah, there, it's, it's deep. Like, it's, it's, it's a big. List. It's like he's like a dr- he's basic. He's a real bad guy. You know, this guy just seems like maybe he's got a temper. You know, maybe he's some anger management. He's a calm me up down. The same way that um like you say like Christian Bale like Christian Bale has not. Uh, been known since doing um, that Terminator movie. Nobody's thought talked about him being difficult to work yeah. with, and he's done quite a few other movies since then, like that have been yeah. big hits. I mean, every, like we even mentioned, they're that. even open to bringing him back as Batman. And if he was a real pain in the ass to work with, I'll tell you, DC would not bring him. They wouldn't f with him at all. So that they were, they're de- he must be, you know, he there's somebody that got some redemption from having that bad rap. So I, yeah. I hope that he gets. So like well, we even brought up uh, Joaquin Phoenix when he was. Uh, the joke another one he another also one. had uh, a little bit of a a little breakdown where i mean and and i was trying to understand that one because he was saying like when you're in a scene and you've got yourself to be emotional for the scene and you're crying and somebody messes yeah, up yeah, and you're yeah, like yeah. oh crap now we have to reset and i have to make myself sad again but whole, yeah. I have to go through all the makeup first and then get myself sad again. Like it's. Ugh. I I definitely understood that one. Uh, I I think Joaquin's, but he's known for that. Like he, they uh, when we on the night, he was difficult to work with on that set too, um, because he got in, he's just getting into the character so much, and they there's a lot of emotion in that because that's I don't know if you've seen that movie, but what yeah. what a freaking movie! Oh my god, one of my favorite movies of all time. The one where he ends up becoming a spoilers becomes up becoming a cop in the end to save himself. Yeah, and they still get him. <laughs> but anyways, it's uh, I love him as an actor and. He's gotten some redemption from that stuff, and he's making a second Joker movie. Somebody else that's also in the, the spotlight for uh, being trouble to work with is uh, Jenna Ortega. Yeah, 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 Pro- yeah. Producers are coming out uh, against her. The she she's kind of bossy, but she's the one playing the character, and she's like, I think the character would like this. And that we worked with Burton, yeah. but but not the, I like how that sells it to me because Burton will work with Depp, and people have said he's hard to work with too. I mean, even Disney tried to cancel him, right? Yeah. And it's all lies, it's all BS, right? He's awesome. It's just he's better than you. Like there are, you know, I mean, some people that are just very good actors. They're on another level of developing characters where they don't need a director to tell them everything to do. They develop them together. Yeah. The way Joaquin Phoenix and I can't, who did the Joker movie? They worked on that character Todd together. Todd, that, it was a, it was a one hundred percent collab. Yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty sure Gunn and Pratt were like that with the Star Lord character too. You know, really developed them together. I like that. You know what I mean? But it, you are on another level. Like you're not on the level of of other B list actors. Now Jenna's young. And Tim's smart enough to see that that you can also be like fourteen or fifteen and have that. It's, yeah. it, Natalie Portman had it. You know yeah. what I mean? They're out there. The girls and the little boys out there do. Ha- some of them do have it. You just you know, some of them don't. You got to be able to get through the ones that are like, okay, get the hell out of here. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's got to be there's got to be a line in the sand somewhere where like somebody can be like. Okay, you're nobody special. All so right, means- just just do what I need you to do for this character, please. Whereas like Jenna Ortega, when it came to Wednesday, she was hired on to play Wednesday. Uh, one because of her audition, uh, two because of the look that she was able to create for the character and for the develop, and because Tim wanted to develop the character with her. Yeah, flat out wanted her input and saw potential in the kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. The same way she did. Who else has he done this with? What's her, um? Well, I don't know if it was him, but uh, the same thing happened with. Come on, the girl that, that was in Wednesday, that um, Christina Ricci. Yeah, Christina Ricci. Same kind of idea. <laughs> Somebody saw the potential in her as a little girl yeah. and, and said, "Yo, we're gonna do this." Same thing. The cycle continues, right? It's kind of cool. Um, and the reason I'm sold on Jenna being cool because a little bit of uh, info: Beetlejuice two got a green light. 
Yeah. And Jenna's on. She's been signed on. Yeah. Johnny Depp is not confirmed. This is supposed to be his comeback movie. They're saying they're going to bring him back. But Michael Keaton's good to do it. Yeah. He's good to come back. Scripts are happening. Might be already written. I know uh, Tim's on board to direct, and he specifically said, I want Jenna with me. He would not be saying that if she was difficult to work with. Yeah, so, I mean... Uh, Tim's got his his little group of uh, actors and actresses that he prefers to work with, and uh, Helena Bonham Carter was yep. another one, another person who's really great at developing characters. Yep, uh, playing uh, the queen. Excuse me, playing the queen in Alice in Wonderland. Uh, you really didn't. Oh, like that's her. the girl from uh, 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 Scott Pilgrim versus the World. That's his girlfriend he's chasing, right? Is that her? Or no, this is another. Who? No, no. This girl. Uh, well, she played the the queen. She was in Fight Club as the love interest. I you play a movie that I can picture in my head. That's not twenty. <laughs> uh, years old. She was in uh, Harry Potter. Uh, also she, hate all those movies. <laughs> Anything I like. I'm, I'm. This is speci- very specific to me. But yeah, I'm not. I can't picture this girl. Anyways, it's not a, not not a huge deal. Yeah. I recognize the name. The bottom Carter thing. I'm trying to just picture. I'm like, what is she from? Who's she married to? I just feel like an. I don't know who she's married to. Um, I've heard the name Carter. a bunch. Of just oh, uh, sh- uh, oh, she was married to Burton for a while from oh, okay. 2001 to 14, uh, uh, and she was also married to Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyways. Um, his crew of people like that he works with, like they they put out some pretty cool magic. I think. Do you think Beetlejuice two? Would be good because I just I feel like they're making some of these movies just for the sake of it. Like they made, have you seen the Jay and Silent Bob remake? Like it was horrendous. It was like I, I didn't finish it. Oh, I I enjoyed it. It I was it wasn't anything compared. I didn't to, finish to, it. What, what do they call it? Strike Back. Yeah, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I'll yeah. still watch Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back to this day. The yeah. Ben Affleck Matt Damon scene is so goddamn <laughs> funny. They're so funny in that man. I love it. They got the accents going. <laughs> it's so good. Anyways, um. The girl that that uh, that I was talking about that was uh, that's in that's in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. She's playing Hera in the uh, in the Star Wars Rebels. So that's why I'm all into her. She's married to Ewan McGregor. I can't remember her goddamn name. I'm sorry. Uh, Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, you got Elizabeth Winstead. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Mary Winstead. Yeah. Mary Winstead. She's one of these three syllable. Mary Elizabeth. Yeah. Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth Mary Winstead. I don't know. One yeah, or the other. You know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Pick two names. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. No, there. Um. Okay, so the Tim Burton camp's got some cool stuff going. How neat would it be if this was Johnny Depp's comeback movie? Do you think they'll? What do you think about that? You think it's? Think it's? Think it's gonna happen? I mean, if there's a way, if there's a way for him to come back, it's gonna be in a Burton movie. Yeah. I mean, uh, who's gonna make it? Is Warner Brothers gonna make this? I mean, Warner Brothers and and Tim have been buddies forever. They've yeah, been always been tight. Probably. And new, I think New Line will take it. I don't think. The Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers is effing up so bad. They suck so bad at making their own. They'll be like, "Oh, we don't want that. We can't do. It. We can't have Johnny on after all that controversy." <laughs> They'll go to New Line. New Line will take it in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah, that's that's right. It might not be Warner because of uh, yeah. the, the controversy. Johnny might not do it if Warner's putting it out. He might say, "No, nah, I'm not dealing. With, I'm not. De- My lawyers won't even deal with them. I don't want their money." Who made the Fantastic Beast movie? Wasn't it Warner? Yeah, yeah. I'm pr- ninety nine. Or no, no um, are they? Yeah, no wonder. I can picture the you know the clouds at the beginning of the stupid movie when they bring it in the Harry Potter. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, definitely Warner Media, hundred yeah. percent. Warner Media, a horrible, evil, giant corporation destroying everything about entertainment one horrible story at a time, <laughs> taking men like Zack Snyder, breaking them down and tossing them aside slowly but surely, one great director at a time, messing up one franchise at a time, uh, taking one universe and making it unwatchable <laughs> at a time. <laughs> 
I can't wait for them to ruin Keaton's Batman. They're going to make Keaton the worst Batman ever by the end of The Flash. We'll be like, I love Keaton. At the end of it, will be like, he sucked. Why'd they use him? What was they? What were they thinking? I saw an interview the other day. Was he, Ke- what happened? I saw Ke- Keaton did an interview, and he said, this is my movie. Like, that's the quote for the article. Well, he al- this is my movie. And I was like, dude, this movie's going to bomb. He also says it's like... Uh, Riding a bike, like yeah, I heard just the things he's saying. I'm like, they don't make me feel good. Like, I want him to say it was great to get back into this character. Now he's like, oh, this is easy. It was a joke. Oh yeah, I'm Batman. I was born Batman. I've been Batman just because I wasn't Batman. Just because you don't think I was Batman, I know I was Batman the whole time. I'm just saying. Like he's being very cocky about it, and he is seventy effing eight or seventy nine. He's not, bro. Biden. He's Biden's age. For God's sake, him and Biden are both like that's put. Let me to put it in perspective for you. Bruce, I mean, I'm Batman. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> what happens if Batman got kind of Alzheimer'sy? You know, what I mean? he got hit his head too many, one too many times, and he starts. He's just like, I am the knight. I am Bruce Batman. <laughs> you ever think that's happened? Maybe. Okay, so, got a little so, bit older? so Biden is actually eighty, and uh, but, Michael Keaton seventy-one. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. So I was exaggerating, but I mean, they're not far off. Okay, talking about eight years. Okay, it's the same difference between me and my current girlfriend right now. It's not a lot of time. Not a lot of time. <laughs> Anyways, this is the part where he looks at me and goes, it is a lot of time, you sicko. Nine years. <laughs> Math is hard. It's okay. Yeah, eight or nine, <laughs> something like that. But the, but you get into years though you got you can kind of play with those numbers because birthday like if your birthday is in December if your if your birthday is in December though eight becomes nine and nine becomes eight very quickly because of, it's kind of like when you if you have a December birthday you didn't end up going to school until later than the other kids so you you know what I mean and when you're that young those extra five or six months make a big difference so yeah. you've got kids in grade one that are like yeah I can add and subtract and you got kids in grade one that are like I can't figure paint without eating it because of the because of the the, the January and December the Ralph birthdays. Wiggum of the group yeah, you're a December baby yeah I'm helping yes you got it thank you it's all the validation I'm receiving right now yeah yeah no I, yeah. did you remember did you not see that like or feel that when you were kids like there was I was one of the smarter kids because my mom was was adamant for some reason about teaching me my ABCs and colors and stuff before I got to school. So when I got there, that's what they were teaching you, and it was very boring. I also went to a poor part of town, so all the other crackhead moms didn't teach their kids anything. So I was there going, like, I know colors, and they're like, ah, I know what kind of beer my dad likes. Yeah. So it didn't go very, you know, it, it was weird for me, and that's why I ended up in this special, <laughs> special program. I know how to do colors and numbers and shapes and stack things. He's like, I know the difference between Miller Lite and yeah. Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> this paste tastes good. Excuse me, what? And that's how they separate the kids in kindergarten, right? The pasty kids go to the grade one, and the kids that were like me went to the special, like, this kid can learn group. Um, but even in the special, this kid can learn group, we had to separate. We got 17 babies. minutes, so we can swear. That's it, the footage is over. Shit, piss, fuck, cut, cocksucker, motherfucker. Oh, I said. More, more, oh, oh shit. shit. That's what I wanted. I said- All right, I want one more, even louder. Oh, shit. That one hurt. <laughs> Everyone thought that one was funny because it was so loud. <laughs> Anyways, that's enough of that. No more jokes. It's just serious from here on out, okay? Calm the fuck down. <laughs> Never mind. It's 1981. Welcome back to the shop pod. Here we are doing cocaine and doing our radio show live on the air. Right now we have Prince on the line. Prince, how are you doing? I like having sex with anything that breathes. All right, Prince, thanks for coming out. <laughs> Okay. Sorry, that's what makes that's just now that now that we turned it off, I had to say all the inappropriate things yeah, I was so, storing up. So <laughs> I want to talk about this. Okay, yeah. Is it time to get serious? <sighs> the Mandalorian. I saw the last Have you the seen last all- episode? What was the last one? The last one had uh Order 66 oh! footage. 
Oh, I don't want to talk about this. And you can't uh, take this from me. Yeah. You can't take this from me. No, you can't take this from me. You can't. Don't take it from me, please. The return okay. of our man. The redemption. The redemption yes. of all well, that's man what I was best. Okay. So. For those who don't know, a man named Ahmed Best played Jar Jar Binks in the prequels. And the man almost killed himself. Literally. Like, we're not exaggerating. This guy was bullied and couldn't get acting gigs and was like, his life was destroyed by Star Wars fans. Like Hayden Christensen, too. Hayden Christensen, I don't like sand. It's coarse and it's hard and it gets off my way. You know, you underestimate my power. Ugh. And everyone's like, you're horrible, Hayden. And now they're like, oh my God. Like it's so so here we I, But I mean nobody loves Jar Jar. It's so. not it's nice to see <laughs> it's nice to see that the guy that was like, No, Misa, ain't that dead to you? <laughs> you know, like yeah. Jar Jar so what they've done is they had um Ahmed Best didn't just play Jar Jar. He's got a couple other side rules not a lot of people know about, so we'll give you some kind of behind the scenes Star Wars info here. So if you watch Attack of the Clones, uh, the first movie is the Phantom Menace, which was his his prominent role. So he was Jar Jar excuse me. And if you watch the behind the scenes, how they made him Jar Jar, because he's a big, tall black guy. Very tall, skinny black dude. Good looking guy, too, I would say. And uh, doesn't look like he's aged, either. I saw him in Mandalorian. He looks identical to the scene where he's in the bar and attacking the clothes. Like, black don't crack. I swear, it really doesn't. Like, he looks fantastic. For a guy who tried to kill himself a bunch of times, looking pretty good. So anyways, um, he, uh, he would wear this, like, Jar Jar head on top of his. Like literally on top of yeah. it because he had that yeah. weird neck. So he had they had an eye line to look at Jar Jar and then they CGI'd him in. But if you watch footage of like him walking around with uh, Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor and the little boy there, I can't remember his name, the kid that played young Anakin, yeah. um, that gets really cute. Like it's it, it's a pretty adorable thing, but it's it's kind of like I couldn't imagine acting and looking at like there's Ahmed, but I gotta look above him because his face was out. It was fully out, and they just went over it with green screen, and then they, they got this like floppy Jar Jar head with his tongue hanging out, like just so <laughs> fucking funny. So most of Phantom Menace was him as Jar Jar. People hated Jar Jar, and he was a stupid character. I mean, there was some racial connotations with the whole. You know, Jamaican accent thing, and then all the frog people that he goes, he's spitting all over each other. There was a lot of like, oh Jesus, what George, what have you done? Okay, (laughs) like there really was. And Ahmed got the worst of it. Him and Aiden Christensen got destroyed. Natalie Portman and McGregor had successful careers outside of Star Wars, even though their performances are just as good or bad as anybody else's. I don't know why they got out unscathed. But Ahmed Best got bullied to the point where they wanted him to kill himself. Now, Ahmed in Attack of the Clones was Jar Jar for only a scene or two because Jar Jar has a very small, minor part. Yeah. His main role is to be manipulated by the senator because Padme is so scared of being killed, she goes back to her home planet to hide, and that's where Anakin falls in love with her. Well, that's going down. They put Jar Jar in the Senate, and Jar Jar is like Padme's appointed representative to kind of cover Naboo while she's hiding away. And then because he's half retarded, basically, <laughs> you know, Palpatine's <laughs> like, this guy's retarded. I'm going to make a movie. I'm going to get him to give me emergency power. Me, something that the Chancellor should get emergency power. <laughs> and boom, there you go. That's how it begins, right? Basically, the end of the galaxy is Jar Jar's fault. It really is. <laughs> the Sith are less to blame than fucking Jar Jar, like in, in all reality. So 
He's only in it for long enough to fuck up the galaxy in Attack of the Clones. But I'm at best. There's a scene where they're chasing the assassin and they go into the bar and he goes, Jedi business, go back to your drinks. <laughs> I love that. He's standing, no script, but he's one of the people standing there that gives the Jedi like a full on look like, what are these guys doing here when they walk by? And he's very yeah. noticeable. And uh, they took that exact look. And then there was a TV show about Jedi that came out in the early 2000s. It was like a game show where they were at the temple and they and, and he got in a full thing and they gave him this character named Kalarin. So Kalarin was his Jedi name. and But at that point, everyone hated Jar Jar. Nobody cared. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. that was the end of it. Ahmed went into seclusion and no one ever heard from him again. And now it's all these years later and Hayden's got his redemption. He's come back as Vader and he's feeling a lot more love than he used to. Yep. Um, who else? Boba Fett and Chimora Morrison. The love that man's getting for playing Boba and and coming back to just be part of the franchise and like a bantha. Like his, he's got so many lines. You know, when he shows up to Star Wars Celebration, when he does stuff on the internet, people love him now. The big and he was another one that people were like they hated him. Chimora Morrison did not get any credit for the prequels. Yeah. Now people are like, yes, put him more, more to Morrison, more Tamora. <laughs> Say that ten times fast. <laughs> And then they let him take some of his uh, Hawaiian or Samoan heritage and put it into the parts of the the, the, the fighting style for the show. Like they, I think Star Wars did a cool job with this redemption for people that have kind of been treated like shit. Yeah. And now finally Ahmed got it. So in this latest episode of Mandalorian, they do an Order sixty six flashback. And what's the question on everyone's? Forever it was what's Baby Yoda's name? Who's Baby Yoda? Yeah. Who's Baby Yoda? What's? And then we got what's Baby Yoda's name? Grogu. So Grogu. So and then I love that scene when he goes Grogu in his in his yeah. in his voice. And he goes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Grogu, uh-huh. Grogu, <laughs> and you're like, uh, he knows his name. He's like Din Farrick. <laughs> I freaking love that, right? So, we're, the idea of you know, then it was like, okay, where the fuck did Baby Yoda come from? So then, when you found out his name was Grogu, Ahsoka found that out. We're getting in touch with the Force, a person who's no longer a Jedi, and. They, but then the big question was, because they did a flashback, was who saved him, right? And there's theories, that's the, I think that might be the biggest Star Wars thing. Like, the biggest talk, because Grogu and little Baby Yoda, whatever you want to call him, is such a big, you know, big big deal. It's probably the most successful thing Disney's done with Star Wars since it's become their, their franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, was, how, who saved him? And I just, I, you know, people were like, a big, uh, the big talk, the big talk was Cal Ketsis. There was a lot of talk that they were going to have flashbacks of Jedi Survivor, that Cal was the one that saved him when he was also a youngling. But Cal, um, they, they, Cal was on a ship, so they wouldn't have been, it would have been hard. He would have had to go back to Coruscant to do that. So there was talks. There's been a lot of talk of different Jedi's. There's a talk. Mace Windu was the big one. I think that was the number one rumor that Samuel L. was going to come back, which is never going to happen, by the way. Samuel L. is not coming back to Star Wars. It's never going to happen. If we ever see a Mace Windu, I'd be very, 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 very surprised. Okay, it's not going to. It's not in the cards. It's not Sammy and Sammy. Sammy's full in the MCU, and he doesn't want his balls that deep into another franchise that's that involves just as much lore. And he's also afraid that they're going to do the same thing they do with every Star Wars character and shit on it the minute it gets put out. Oh, they ruined Mace. That's what everyone will say. They ruined Mace. So anyways, um, you won't see Mace. But the idea was that Mace was going to come back and that they were going to say once he got thrown out the window, he took his one-armed, you know, dis, dis, uh, disarmed ass and crawled back to the temple and saved Grogu before Anakin came and killed everybody. Lots of talks. Or clones. Maybe certain clones, the, 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 the thing he didn't go, the, the, the Order 66 chip didn't, the inhibitor chip didn't kick in. A lot of theories. 
And but then they did they did something really amazing. They said, let's give Ahmed Best some redemption. Let's 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 redeem him and make him the Jedi that saved Grogu. Let's give him like because that's whoever the Jedi is that saved Grogu. He's 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 going to become a timeless. He's going to be almost as important as Obi Wan in the in the main story because yeah. Grogu's going to be the only Jedi left. He's going to be the only one left, and he's going to become a Mandalorian and a Jedi. He's currently training to be a Mandalorian right now. They got him scrapping and shooting stuff in the sands, <laughs> but he's also full on Force user. He's gonna you know the only Tar Vizsla. Only Vizsla is the one who's ever done that. The first Jedi Mandalorian from over a thousand years ago. So it's a big deal what's happening right now. In the lore, it's a big deal. Yeah. So I think it's cool that they made Ahmed the guy to save this very important character. And Ahmed Best will probably die. They'll probably explore these... These um, what he does because they actually get on a Naboo starfighter, very similar to the one that Padme escaped to Tatooine on um, when he escapes Coruscant. Also, I don't know if you noticed... I know I'm talking a lot, but I love this. Did you, you saw the third episode where they had that scene where the, they went to Coruscant and they were kind of showing those two yeah. people integrating? Now, I don't know if you noticed. Remember the scene where they went to that piece of the mountain? They said this is one yeah. of the only parts. So, if you watch Star Wars, this is why I love Star Wars. So, in the Clone Wars, there's a scene where Duchess Satine, who's the, the Duchess of Mandalore, is a convict. They think she's a bad guy. She's been made up to be a bad guy. And she's on Coruscant and she uses that statue to meet Obi-Wan. That's the first time you see it is in animation. Oh, okay. Oh, it's so cool. I'll show you the scene later if you want. All so, right. a, Obi, you got animated Obi-Wan, and you got animated Satine, and they meet up, and then the cops try to get them, and that's where you see that mountain. The next time you see it is when Pershing and that obvious Empire, that girl's still clearly in with the Empire. Oh, yeah. There's lots of talk of whether she's one of Thrawn's or whether she's one of Gideon's, but either way, they're going to tie her to the Big Bad. She's tied to Big Bad. That girl is important, and I love that actor. She's cool. I can't wait to see what... She does a good job, because you really do kind of think she's his buddy for a while, and then you're like, oh, no, she ain't. You know what I mean? So they go to see the mountain, and they have a little talk, and then, I don't know if you saw, but when Kalarin was saving Grogu, he crashes his speeder into that mountain. In that, And then he (laughs) grabs him, closes up, and then they hop on the ship and get the hell out of there, and it's the same spot. So yeah, that's why... That's another thing I love about Star Wars. Little things like that. You know what I mean? For me, I was like, ah! They're at that same stupid mountain from last episode and from Clone Wars. Yeah. I didn't recognize that from the Clone Wars. I had to look in the comments, and somebody directed me to season two, episode fourteen, minute fourteen, to see if you're looking for the nerds out there. That's where that <laughs> that peak first appears. So yeah, then Ahmed Best got to save him, and they'll continue that. They're going to continue that flashback, and he'll he'll probably take him to Naboo, and then he'll he won't be able to stay there for long because I don't know if you know, but what's do you know Palpatine's home planet is Naboo. Yeah, that's where he was originally from, and he was the chancellor of Naboo in the Senate. That's how he got started. So, so you can't hang out there. So I was, I was thinking about the plot of that episode. Yeah, fuck with me, man. Let's with go. The, so it was all about uh, that one guy who's trying to turn a new leaf with the new republic, but thinks cloning can help the new republic, and then he gets you know busted and all that. Well, he doesn't get he gets he gets framed. She sets him up to get busted by the, Repu- the, the by the new republic, and then scrambles his brain so that nobody can use what he knows because he's clearly working for Thrawn or somebody in the Empire, and they don't want his research that he did with the Empire to be used for the new republic. Yeah. So she was bugging him to see if he was going to kind of. Are you going to pursue this? No, and but like that guy, even when he was on his own and and he was asking uh, the droid, like, yeah. should, should I sh- uh, should I help out the New Republic in any way possible as long as it's good for the New Republic? Yeah. And then he was like, yes. And then he's like, I will do this. He and seems he seems like a good dude. I like Pershing's character. And then uh, and so I was just thinking, I'm like, when did the Clone Wars happen? Before this. And then it's like, oh, so this guy. Has no idea what happened with the Clone Wars, and he thinks cloning is great. But he's more about it for I don't know if you, his speech about how his mom died because she needed a certain um, 
organ that they could have done with cloning. Like he's more thinking about it for that. He doesn't want to clone full people um, to send to war like they were doing back then. He just wants to use the same technology that they were using for war purposes for health purposes. Yeah. But which is still it's it's, it's a it's a real life argument. It's it's like literally stem cell research. Like it's the stem cell argument. It, that's why I love Star Wars because nothing about it doesn't apply to us. It's th- that whole scramble his brain people they were doing that when George Bush they were doing that to people when George Bush was putting the kibosh because of religious legions on stem cell research in the early 2000s people were using the same there was a lot of like actual um, malicious activity in the government to get rid of that stuff I just think for the video of the people that had the the controls of the mind flayer there definitely should have been a camera in there. Right? And then when it's like, yeah, so we're going to leave you alone with yeah. controls for yeah. this. Just so you know, you're on camera right That was there. poor writing. I will admit, there's you don't see that kind of writing in Andor. And you don't see that kind of writing in Obi-Wan. You know what I mean? But like, I will admit Mandalorian, like episode per episode, they're not worried about... like They are big picture show. Like I can, Andor was a little picture show. There were so many small details about the way they did the espionage that I was like, per- that's so perfect. Yeah. Mandalorian is not worried about, like, there was a couple things that, that my friends have told me about, like, even when the, the pterodactyl came and then they had to go fuck, so they had to go save the kid. I was like, why do you guys keep hanging out by this giant, dangerous lake? Like, last episode, a dinosaur ate your kid. This episode, a pterodactyl took it. Move! <laughs> it's like setting up in Hurricane Alley and never fucking leave it. But a lot of people do that. That's like literally that lake, that planet is the fucking Oklahoma of the Star Wars galaxy. <laughs> Your house has wheels. How hard is this? Bro, I'm telling you, I, 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 I was, me and my friends in the watch party were going off. Like, okay, now there's pterodactyls. Like, boo! Like, just, just maybe even just stay in the cave or go to the, I, I just, you think that but, but I mean, they get off on it though. They're like, it's dangerous here. Oh, yeah, jacket. They, they yeah, love it. They're yeah. like, oh, we and, all might die. And now they're now they have three pterodactyl babies to raise. And four. our kids also might die. What? Say it again. I'm almost done. <laughs> our kids also might die. Oh, this is the way. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Okay. So it's a little fucked up to me that they get off on the violence and anger. But oh my god, they're gonna teach those little pterodactyl kids. They're gonna be so dope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will admit, though, I got some weird, like, morphin' time, pterodactyl <laughs> vibes from, from when, the, when those three little birds came off the ship. I really did. Yeah. Were they going to call them Snap, Crackle, and Pop? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, so, yeah, anyways, Mandalorian is fantastic. I suggest you watch it. It cinematically looks good. It's story-wise pretty goddamn good. Um, and that last episode that we were just talking about was written by Dave Filoni. Yeah. So we're getting into that stuff. I'm so excited for this week. They're going to bring in. Actually, it means we're on the Star Wars topic. I'll just knock out the Star Wars news that I know about quick. The Ahsoka show, they've also released that the first four episodes take place before. Okay. So for those who know about <laughs> Ahsoka, um, if, at the end of Rebels, there's a scene where she comes to um, Sabine and they're in front of this big painting. And she basically says to Sabine, it's time to go find Ezra. And they leave together. So. The story in the Ahsoka show is the first four episodes take place before that. So it's going to show Ahsoka how she got to that planet where she met Grogu. You know how she meets him in that wood, that planet that looks like it's really woodsy? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So they're going to show her story before that. They're going to show her getting to the woods. They're going to show her meeting up with Din, Jaren, and Grogu. They're going to show her fighting that girl and asking her where Thrawn is. And we're probably going to get to see what she said because they did cut that scene. 
Yeah. And the first four episodes take place right up to the point where she goes to find Sabine and says, okay, Sabine, you and I have to go now. So that's cool. Then the second half, episodes five, six, seven, and eight, are her and Sabine using the world between worlds to try and find this guy in the timeline. That's what the story's going to be. I've got like real in-depth stuff. So that's cool. So first four episodes will be a traditional show, introduce us to the characters, and kind of fill in the blanks of what Soka's been doing. Also, going to introduce us to how she met Luke, because there's that episode where she looks at Luke, and I'll be honest, I've, I've, I don't cry. I try not to cry during Star Wars because it's Star Wars, but I, <laughs> I choked up like a bitch. She looks at him at one point when he's, he's teaching Grogu, you know, and, and he says, you know, mind yourself. He's, he's being nice to him. And she just looks at him and says, so much like your father. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> when he was Anakin, yeah? Not now because he's Darth Vader and Darth Vader's mean. <laughs> like, I just, I just, it's so beautiful, you know, when she says like your father. She means Anakin. Yeah. She does not. I mean Vader. They're not the same. Like that, I love that. I love that they separated. It's just so beautiful. But we're gonna see. Like I think a lot of fans felt a little robbed. They were like, "But I want to see the moment when Ahsoka." She kind of has this motherly, like you're so much like your dad. Yeah. You know, older than him. But I know that the moment she saw Anakin's little boy, you know, that redemption. Like, oh my God, this is you know what he could have been. You know what I mean? His legacy does live on. You know, the Anakin I knew and loved does live on in this in this little boy and this little girl. Like, I really want that moment when Ahsoka gets to meet them. And there's a lot of comics and a lot of fan stuff online about it. Like, we want it. We want it so bad, but I think, like, Filoni's going to make you wait. It might even be a, a season finale. Like, it might be end of the eight episodes they show yeah. them. But they are going to show the way they met. So that the Ahsoka shows can kind of mapped out and being fleshed out. Still, no release date. It will be this year. The only release dates we have are Mandalorian ends um, in four weeks. So it puts us to end of April. Bad Batch has its final two episodes this Tuesday, so Bad Batch finishes this Tuesday, so that's two seasons of that is done. The only thing we know for sure is that as soon as ba- um, Star- uh, Mandalorian ends, we get that Young Jedi Adventures little cartoon, oh, yeah, the yeah, little yeah. baby. It's a baby kid show. It's not lo- It's not um, canon, or if it is, it's not important canon. Yeah, it's for kids. I probably will watch two seconds of it and go, yeah, this, this doesn't have anything I need in it. But it's out. It'll be more content. And I'm hoping at the end of Mando, the very last episode, we get our Ahsoka teaser or our Ahsoka November. I think, um, my bet, November. November, December 1st, November 28th. That's yeah. going to be our Ahsoka uh, season one. I don't think they'll make us wait. I don't think they'll do it as early as September. I think we're going to flesh it out. Okay. Wait. Anyways, so that's the end of Star Wars. Star Wars got lots of news, lots of cool stuff going on there. We talked about MCU with the con and the controversy with him. Okay. Anything so, else in the MCU? So what I wanted to talk about next is I, was, I started messaging you about the show that I've been wanting to watch forever. And, uh, and I saw that it's finally on Disney Plus, and I was like, sick, it's on Disney Plus. It's called Future Man. And two of the three creators worked on Sausage Party and The Night Before. Okay, Sasha's Party is that Seth Rogen cartoon that was really funny. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, and it was all adult. Chris Rock made a joke about him because he was in that too. Was Chris Rock in the, in Sausage Party? I don't remember. It was in his <laughs> special. He was talking to, when he was comparing himself to Will again about <laughs> the stuff. He's like, even in cartoons, I'm a zebra. He's a fucking shark. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, in Future Man, it, it has the same plot line as the 80s movie, The Last Starfighter, where there's a video game and you play the video game. And it's it's actually like a military training. Yeah. Game. Okay. 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 And uh, and in this video game, there are two characters. Uh, so the military is like secretly using it to scout their next super yeah. soldier. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and in the game, there are two characters, 
and uh, one of them is female. And so this guy goes off to like a video store, and he's talking to uh, the employees at the video store. And the video and uh, the video clerk is just like, uh, "Who's that? Who who's the game chick that you would bait to the most?" And then he says, "Oh, well, it's it's this girl that." Who's the game chick that you would bait to the most? Yeah. Okay, so for those who aren't twenty one out there, that means what video game character that doesn't exist would you masturbate to on the regular? Because I had to actually take that in for a second. <laughs> So thank you. For, I've cleared yeah. that up for us. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so continue. Uh, so he he says this chick <laughs> from the game. So this game is an unbeatable game, and that's the reason why he wants to play it is because he would be the only one to beat it. The if he only did. one to beat it, right? So he ends he up. Could t- then he would be worthy. Yeah. Of the so, pixelated pussy. So he beats it, and then uh, and then afterwards, you know. He, it, he decides to actually beat it. <laughs> <laughs> he beats it, and then he decides to to beat it. Beat it. <laughs> so after, so after he. Uh, Thank God we're not the first half hour of the show. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, so he finishes the game, and he's starting to uh, to get his jollies off. And just as he's about to, the two characters from the game actually appear before him, and he's like, "What?" And he actually he actually ends up blowing his load on the dude oh! on the dude's leg. The guy's oh. like, "Oh, what the fuck? What?" Why and and so much? <laughs> <laughs> it's it is a. <laughs> and oh it, God, Mark, you got us all on the floor. And it's uh, it's such a funny, funny show. I've only watched the two episodes, and in the second episode, uh, so actually, you know the guy who voices Spawn in the cartoon. Uh, yes. Yeah. I don't know him personally, but no, but but him. that guy, he's in the show as well, and uh, he plays as Josh Hutcherson's boss. Okay. And you see him, and he's got like this big red uh, cold sore, right. and the big red cold sore is essentially what. Like this one right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have my own. So so the cold sore is essentially what leads to the end of civilization or or people in. The, well, now you're scaring me because I yeah. don't. I haven't been so taking this care guy, of this at all. So this guy, this scientist, he's working on a cure for uh, for herpes, variant, whatever yep. fucking cold sore is, and uh, and the cure that he creates creates like these cyber humans, <laughs> and so uh, so these two are sent back in time to recruit Josh Hutcherson to stop this all from happening. So in episode one, he gets the intel that. This guy, uh, back in 1969, when uh, when the the moon landing happened, he was at a party. Uh, and he, <laughs> allegedly, yeah, he he was at a party and he was making it with this girl, and that's how he got the cold sore. Right. And so these three, Josh Hutcherson and the two characters from the game, they go back to 1969. Well, in the 60s, uh, it's an all black fraternity. Oh. And they're not black. <laughs> no, they're not. Uh-huh. So, so they so they try to get into the party, and then they say, "Well, no, it's an all black." Yeah, party. and this is you a time when in. it was like, and and this. Oh and man, the, this is funny. The male game uh, game character stands up and is like, "You guys are all a bunch of mutants." And then, like, they get out, and Josh Hutcherson, he's like, "No, you can't, you can't say Dude, that." You don't understand it. You, yeah, there. And and then uh, and then the girl's like, "Well, we should go in disguise. Let me paint my face black." Oh and he's like, no! No, you no, can't. Cannot they, do black There's so many moral. Wait a minute! It is the '70s. They should just find Justin. <laughs> Justin's probably doing blackface in that moment, and they could just get him and sneak him in. I, yeah. <laughs> I got, I got Mark. I got Mark. Yeah. Yeah, Blackface so, Justin is peak right now. Yeah, so it's, I mean, uh, so <laughs> Josh Hutchinson is trying to say, like, look, you you can't, you just 
can't the, the the moral and ethical complications of what you're suggesting right now just can't be done and so they find somebody who's passed out and they take this guy's costume and then the guy goes in and he's in this uh josh hutcherson he, he's in this all-black fraternity and he finds the scientist and he's trying to prevent him from sharing a drink with this girl okay uh from oh, kissing yeah, this girl yeah, yeah. so the mission is to cock block this guy <laughs> so that's so that's his mission is to to cock block and so they end up having a dance-off and so this this guy the scientist when he's younger he's having a dance-off and he's winning and he's like how do i win this josh hutcherson he's like how do i win this and then he's like oh, i got it because he looked at the tv and saw the moon landing he's like the moonwalk moon walk. Thank you, Michael. Uh, and it hadn't come out yet. And t- I think the first time he moved no, rock was 82. Yes. So so it hadn't come out yet. And uh, and so he starts doing the moonwalk. And then a Back to the Future callback. You see this guy call the, his buddy Tito. Oh, hey, you know that yeah. new dance move Michael's looking for? I'm like, oh, man. Very Just well so many things. I like that. that <laughs> I think that... Um, I I was actually funny that you even mentioned the moonwalk thing because I was watching something the other day... Um, I don't. I really hate the whole TikTok and video culture. Like, I I just hate the world right now, really, to be honest. But now and then, it's getting the algorithm starting to clue in. I will see something that I actually give a fuck about. Very rarely, and one of them was the first performance of the Moon Dance. It was uh, Michael was at some award show, and he was um he had to play with the Jackson Five. They were like, we yeah. want the Jackson Five, and he's like, I will only do this performance. I'm not doing anything, and if you let me do one song at the end. Like okay, so he at the end of it plays uh, Billy Jean, and fucking does the moonwalk in the in the bridge, and had never done it before. And he starts it out just like a across the stage of the place. Goes, ah! I want to kind of lose his mind. And he just kind of stands there and does the the foot slam thing. I wish I had the the video on so you could see the the foot slam thing where he just kind of stands there for a second and uh-huh. then goes right back to the moonwalk. And people are just like the fuck. <laughs> like I'm just, and I'm watching it and it's like 82, 81 or something like that. I'm thinking it's kind of like when like like we have. We kind of forget how much shit is new. You know what I mean? Like, my mom was talking to me about how there was no birth control when she was a kid. And I was like, what? Like, in the 60s and 70s, it was experimental, expensive, and not all of it was legal. And a lot yeah. of girls were getting sick. Like, it was like, girls like, oh, that girl, a couple of girls died. Don't buy that brand. Like, yeah. it was a fucked up thing. It wasn't like now where it's just like, oh, I just gotta go get a plan B. I let him do it. He said he didn't do it in me, but it's sticky, so I'm going to shoppers. You know, it's not, it just blows my I got mind. a case of the sticky butt. I got a case of the sticky butt. I'm going to shoppers for a plan B box, you know? Yeah. Fuck, I'll send him the bill for the 50 bucks, asshole. Like, it's, it's, it, that, it just wasn't that world. And it's interesting to think that that world didn't, it's not only, not only new, but it's only like 20 years old, really. It's only been since like, ni- like the ni- late 90s, 2000s that like birth control was one hundo P like okay. Just something crazy like that, you know? Even phones. Like, it kind of went from house, like, like TV's another one. When you talk about phones and TV, like, that influences the culture so much in that moment. And we talked to our parents about, yeah, there was a phone, right? But then it's, it, it's funny with them because they hear us bitching about cell phones and we talk with them about home phones, but their parents didn't have phones at all. Like, they're from a society where it was like, I need to talk to Ken. All right, well, I'll be back. <laughs> and you got into your car and you left. You got your boots on your hat and your coat and you walked down the street. Or maybe you got in your old car or maybe you hopped on your donkey. Well, but you had to go and then you clunk, 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 clunk. Hey, Mark. Oh, yeah. Hey, Alex. Um, I was curious when you'd like to do Shop Pod this week. Yeah. Um, I think Sunday will work this week. Tamara. Tamara. Oh, Tamara's not home. Where's Tamara? Uh, Tamara's in town shopping. I'll just stay here for four hours. 
and we'll talk about cows until yeah. she gets back. Like, it's just, I don't know, I just, I really do like to sit down and analyze that. It's something as silly as thinking about the world before the moonwalk. So, my grandma, uh, she had one of those old, old phones. It wasn't functioning when I the went The spinny rotary there. ones? Rotary? No, 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 before that. So, when, so. B -b 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 you mean the ones where you, you have to call the, the tower and be like, hey guys, can you connect me to this so, switch? So, it had like this separate cut piece that yep, was on yep, cord that you, that yeah. you brought up to uh, your ear and then it had a the piece, piece that you talk Separate on the base that you had to talk into. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And it had a it had the the dial like it was a rotary dial on the side like yep. you had to wind up your phone. Yep. Uh so my grandma had that it, so when I was young and it, it when I started going there to visit my grandma it was around the time that uh, like she had just stopped using using it to get to that Oh, she just got one of those, right? Yeah. She held out. Yeah. Held out. <laughs> I love that. See, that's one of the things that like our generation is going to get that no I think we're the last generation that'll get it. With uh, what are we millennials? Yeah. You're like a late Gen X. You're yeah, more like I'm, a I'm a Xennial. You're a late Gen Xer and I'm a millennial, but like our generation is one of the last ones to get that like the shit that our parents were holding out, like my grandparents didn't have a TV when I was yeah. a kid. Like they were like, "No, nah, we ain't doing it." <laughs> as soon as my grandmother died, Fucking color TV in that living room. The day, the day, I swear to God. God bless Mugrow, everyone on the ward side. I'm not trying to talk shit. I know they're all dead now. But like, it was so, he was alive for like 15 years when she wasn't. And that motherfucker had internet TV, Facebook, everything in his place. When she was around, nothing. Not zero. They read books. <laughs> not kidding. But I'm not kidding. No TV, bro. Zero, no TV. They had, a, they had a phone in the house. Yeah. That was it. That was, that was it. It was like old school. And I mean, I got that. Right up until just my alarm. Yeah. Uh, I got that right up until I was like ten years old. I got yeah. to experience some of that kind of like no TV. They had an old rotary phone that was on the wall. It wasn't a two piece, but it was definitely old. Um, then we would go to the to the camp, and I would see the way that they would like camp old school. Like old, camping these days, there's so many modern, you know, Coleman stoves and shit, man. Yeah. You got to go watch a guy fucking go chop some logs and start a fire. Go catch a fish and cook it. On a, on on a like literally, you go out with a pan and a fork, and that's it. These guys, like my grandpa, used to, would do that kind of crazy shit. I, I, we can't even do that. You couldn't take one of your two kids camping the way my grandpa did and not go crazy. You'd be like, nah, I'm bringing fucking cans. I said, they didn't bring no canned goods. No, nah, no, nah, none of that shit. It was just you catch it, you eat it, and they they did it. They did enough. They would kill a couple deer at the beginning of the season and feed themselves all year. Yeah. Like just crazy shit that I, you know, we've lost. We've definitely lost. But yep. yeah, when we were kids, we got that little hint of we didn't have TV. I had a two piece phone. You know, she, your grandmother could probably tell you stories about when you had to call in and they would be like, I need to connect to the to the the Smith household, and they'd have to unplug you yeah. and plug it into box seventy four. Hey, what's up, Mark? Oh, shit, George? Oh, George, they sent me to the wrong one, man. I'm sorry, George. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I was looking for Mark. Yeah, my po yeah, podcast buddy. Yeah. Have you listened to the show at all? Oh, right. Uh, that type of entertainment doesn't exist yet. But anyways, all right, thanks, George. I'm going to yeah. try. And, I'm gonna call back and see if they can find Mark this time. <laughs> then you call back and you go, listen, you retarded bitch. I'm trying to get the Smith household. SM, what country did you come from? Because, you know, you're you allowed to be more specific because there's a lot of Smith. You're allowed to yell and be racist back there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> now, now you can't do that. Anyways, yeah, I, I do like thinking about old times. Like it's 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 nice to do like when the internet dies. Like I mean, it's, talk about when you, the meme that's out there where it's like my twelve year old whenever the internet dies and it just shows them coming out of the room like like it's it's really like that. Like if Wi Fi goes down, like they can't handle it. My even my girl, my girlfriend's like seven eight eight years younger than me or something like that. I remember where the numbers jump around seven eight nine <laughs> somewhere in there. She's younger than me, but 
even her, if the phone, like, if we have, like, a, she got hammered, can't find the phone. It's like, did I lose my phone at the bar last night? It's like, I don't know, let me look for it. Those moments when we're looking for it, it's, it's, it's not good moments. I was like, if it was me, I'm like, if I can't find it, I'll be like, oh, nobody can get a hold of me. Sweet. No, no, not like that with these kids these days, man. Like, even people in their late 20s, like a 30-year-old today loses their phone, and they're like, ah! They can't handle it. You know, I don't know. Yeah. We are not the same. I was just looking at my notes here, and in my notes, I actually have that we do. It is 71, not 72. <laughs> really? Really? So we started the Saturday as, oh, episode 72. Whatever. Whatever. I have footage and everything. It's all <laughs> fucked. This is episode 71. Yeah. Now we know. Okay, so so I am going to get into my notes, though. So China uh, brokered a peace deal between Saudi Arabia and Iran, even though the two leaders are sworn enemies. Yeah, that's a big fucking deal. Yeah. There's a lot of... China's done a lot. And they also had um, uh, our boy Putin over there. They were putting him yeah. up in their nicest hotels and yeah. getting their nicest Chinese hookers to suck off his little Russian wee-wee. Saudi Arabia is talking about uh, brokering their oil dealings with uh, the Chinese currency. Yep. Replacing the dollar. Yep. And they're just, there's discussion of Iran and Saudi Arabia joining the BRICS nations. They will. It'll happen. All, all oil-producing companies countries would be a part of the BRICS nation. How many of them? Say that. Can you say that again for the people that aren't listening? All, All <laughs> of the oil producing nations. And and uh, when I was talking to you about this. And we're, and we're still selling our, our fucking our, our Calgary oil sands oil to the states and buying it back refined. Yeah. Even though it's cheaper to store it here in colder temperatures, as we found out earlier this year from our <laughs> board, Pierre. Yeah. Still, nothing has changed in any of that. And we're literally about to be written out of all of the contracts for buying fuel. Yeah. And you wonder why everyone's pushing. Now, do you fucking morons see why they're pushing EV on you now? Do all you people that think you're helping the environment understand that they're not saying, the reason you're seeing 12 EV truck commercials during the Super Bowl isn't because it's better for the environment. Is it because it's going to be cheaper? Is it because it's good for anyone? Not the Chinese cobalt mining children that are dying and not you, you stupid American economist <laughs> retard. It's not good for anybody. It is only good because we're being written out of all the fucking oil contracts right now. We're being written out of our ability to purchase barrels of oil yeah. in this part of the world because we won't fucking use our own. Yeah. That's what's going on. Anyways, I'm done. Sorry, I'm done ranting. <laughs> so uh, so there's discussion uh, with them joining the BRICS nations, and uh, so there would definitely be safeguards put up uh, to prevent American invasion. Oh, and that, see, that, that... Quick way in on this, okay? <laughs> no, because you're right. That's what it says. Yeah. you got to read between the lines. What that... They said... That, to mislead you, that's a mislead. One hundred percent. You think that, it's misleading? That is what that they want you to focus on that sentence, but that's not what's important. So that was that sentence. Say that sentence says that they will, we will not be able to invade or perform any type of military retaliation on those nations. That's what that says to you, to to everybody, right? That's what you're focused on. Well, no, well, no. That that has to do with the old idea that and that literally that America that. has gone has gone to. Put their freedom in them. <laughs> and, and, and that literally means nothing because that's not the problem. What yeah. the problem is is what they're going to charge us because we're not using the same currency that they trade with. Yeah. That's what's important. It doesn't, we're, we don't give a, we'll, if we, even if they said you can't invade Iraq, we will anyway. We, we did it in the 90s. They're like, you can't, NATO. We've been, the United Nations has said, no, America, don't do that every time. Afghanistan, Russia, Yugoslavia, I could keep going. Yeah, but but, but the United Nations, it wouldn't be United Nations. This time it would be the BRICS nation saying, uh, don't you fucking come over here. 
what I'm saying is, is they don't <laughs> care. They'll do. They're they're gonna they're gonna do whatever they want. And when and when 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 they're told they're not allowed to do whatever they want, then they just do it anyway and say that wasn't us. Like let's be real yeah. right now. <laughs> let's be real. Like I'm not. I'm. Be, let's be honest. Yeah. America will just do it and say, oh, we don't know who those guys are if they get caught. Otherwise, yeah. there'll just be this crazy uprising and a and and a strange amount of American military equipment showing up in Saudi Arabia. We yeah. don't know how it got here. <laughs> like um, that's what they do. Okay, that's yeah. America. So. Yeah. My, but the, so, but that's a distraction. That entire sentence is distraction because that's what will happen. They'll either do it and deny it. So it, it's pointless, but you're thinking about it. Now you're scared. Now yeah. you're worried. It's the money. It's about the money. It's, we're not going to war. It's not, we don't want to occupy these shithole desert nations. It's not about any of that. It's about that you said they're going to use their own money. Got to show my boys in Iran and Iraq some respect. I don't Mad call respect. You a, I don't want to call you a shithole nation. <laughs> oh, no, they are definitely third world shithole nations, but you're the richest oil countries in the world. Well, to that effect... I saw a response to all this saying, while the elite deep state divide our nation with politics, identity politics, climate change, abortion rights, trans, trans issues, we're about to become third world. We, we kind of are there. Like there's a, The poverty level is getting high enough that there are pretty shitty countries out there that are now ahead of us as far as free health care and what the average person, single person with no children makes. And the amount of homeless people per, per capita. Not homeless people in total. Homeless people For every hundred, how many of them can't find a place to live? We're getting into numbers that are beating places that you would be very ashamed of. And Russia is fucking one of them. How many homeless people are in Russia and China? Look that up. Fucking none, dude. They're communists. They don't have homeless people. Everybody has a purpose. Everybody has a place. And if you don't, they'll fucking kill you. That's how it works, okay? So for everybody out there that was like, that's a good question, you're an idiot. Like, seriously. Communism does not... Nobody doesn't have a purpose. So like, and Do you remember that meme that I, I shared with you earlier? People think we could compete with that. They, they, think, they, they think that a capitalistic, all these homeless people, this whole, that fact that homelessness is an epidemic in North America says everything that needs to be said about what, how we would fare in a world war against Russia and China who have zero. That's what says it all. So the uh, that that meme I shared with you. How did socialists light their home or <laughs> candles? Electricity. <laughs> yeah, that was that made me laugh pretty yeah. fucking hard. Yeah, I I showed a few people and they went. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So uh, so Justin Roiland uh, had the charges against him dismissed, and he always Justin Roiland is our Rick and Morty guy. For yeah. those who don't know, he always pled innocent. Uh, and that the claims were false. He criticized those who were quick to cancel him without knowing the facts. For those that don't know, Justin uh, did the voice of Rick and Morty, as you just said. And He's also, also the main creator of, of uh, Community. Also uh, the main gun in High on Life. And, uh, Which is a, a really cool platforming game, shooter game that's out right now that, uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend. Yeah. If you're going to give money to some something, give it to them. This is more that guilty until proven innocent bullshit. Cancel culture thrives on it regardless of who it hurts. Uh, in other news, the motion for an independent public inquiry passed. J Jagmeet Singh is claiming responsibility, saying conservatives wanted to block it, but they called for it as well and even voted for it. The difference between the conservatives and the NDP motions were conservatives wanted a fast inquiry, wanted it handled, done, and dealt with, and that was denied. NDP wanted one that'll last into 2024. <laughs> yep. To try and weed out all foreign interference, allegedly. Right, with, with an internal investigation from Justin's buddy. Yeah. However... Uh, so the, the, the guy that's doing the investigation, what was the head of some foundation well, his family started? What was that? Well, the... the that little detail? 
Yeah, the, something to that effect. Yeah. Just, I'm just checking the, because well, he was on the board of the the Trudeau. I just like what does Jag me like? Let's make it take forever. But look at who's doing. Like, why is no one asking why? Why about who's doing it? But I mean, no, it's it's going to be different because there's the investigation, but then there's the inquiry, pub, the public inquiry, it, where everybody different. will be right questioned. Yeah, because so much came of that public inquiry into the Emergencies Act. Yeah. That was the biggest shot to our freedom for me was when we were talking on the show quite a bit about it, thinking that, you know, wow, they're like, we didn't think they would actually hang people out to dry the way they did. Yeah. But they did, and for what? Like, really, it did nothing. I really, I just hope that it, <laughs> I hope it's not like that. So Bill C-18, remember that guy? Mm. <laughs> I don't like talking about this <laughs> The bill that would make big tech pay for news links, and Meta said that they couldn't do it, it's just not sustainable. Well, what if it wasn't on big tech? What if it was just on a website? That way, if I wanted to check out news, I'd check out a website. Got to tell you, uh, that redacted channel I watch on YouTube doesn't get a lot of local news as it's geopolitical, meaning news from all over the globe. However, the UK is doing this as well, uh, as well as the US. So my inquiring mind wants to know, does this get rid of all news off of big tech or does big tech implement subscription fees to use? In which case, nobody will fucking pay. Yeah. And that wouldn't go well for MSNBC. Yeah. So, so they're just going to have to scrap the news. And then the government will be like, we want to push our news on your platform. We have an agenda to push. Come on. <laughs> I get that. I have a, a bit of a strange feeling that at the end of it, it'll be easier. It'll be easier for them to push shit. You know what I mean? Because they will, they'll, it'll, it'll get to the point where you do have to pay for it. And then they'll just, it, it'll become an even larger, because nobody will. It'll become an even larger bombardment of everywhere you, like, remember we were making the joke about how when you go to tie your shoes, there'll be a screen on your shoes to advertise to you for 10 seconds? Yeah. It'll be geopolitical propaganda. Yeah. In those. Well, it's like, it's like right now, if you, uh, think it's the washington times or even new york times if you come across a link on social media and you click on it because you're like oh what the fuck is this shit you click on it and then it's like oh you have to pay like 99 cents to see oh, I, I still i get that now i get it with um national post yeah I, every time someone put, put, uh, shares a national post article bid it's like do you want to subscribe and you're like no and it's like well you have to pay five dollars to even yeah. look at this and so like, so the people that are clicking on the links and like see this fee and then they're like oh never mind they close it so now they're not getting any money so they want the so social media networks to pay for those links so that people can click on them and be like, hey, yeah, you can see this. Oh, just push the cost onto the media networks. Yeah. They can afford it. Yeah, but they're not going to, it's not sustainable for social media. It's definitely not sustainable. And then it becomes really weird because then, like, they could start critiquing the social media companies for what ads they're purchasing and where they're putting them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because Facebook only buys MSNBC news links to sell or to put on their website. That's, horribly biased and and not proper journalism so it, it becomes a really like yeah. now if it gets to that point nothing you see will ever be reliable because it's if they're paying for it then it's then the company that this is is that they're pushing has definitely gotten into the back door to make sure it was worth it to do that yeah which just makes the whole thing corrupt like yeah beyond corrupt. so so youtube twitter facebook instagram are all about to not post news that's what i think is going to happen wow <laughs> Uh, so I thought, could it be a social media world with just social media properties, no politics? All I see this doing is just causing news companies to lose a whole lot of viewers as it stands. If they remove that shit, you, you know, uh, in the U S who has a million, uh, subscribers, the daily wire plus, yep. uh, you know, who couldn't get those numbers in Canada, global CTV, CBC combined can, can West. We all know how we feel yeah. about them. Yeah. 
Believe it or not, anyone against the convoy, they reported on the event so poorly that when they had to apologize for the fake news they spread, they lost even more support. So not only would big tech not be sustainable for having to pay news companies for links, but those news companies couldn't get the numbers they want without them. So now if you're CBC, your taxpayer-funded uh, lackluster views or not, you're still getting money. Yeah, that's it. You know what? I didn't think about that because they're in Canada, most of our, our news is publicly fucking funded, even though it doesn't change uh, stop it from being... Uh, uh, left is corrupt. Well, but my, you know, my point is, is that they don't have that in the states. It's a, like a free trade almost. What would we do? Yeah, we wouldn't be able to. Well, Global and CETV, they're not government funded. They're funded by other billionaires. Uh, but they play part. No, no. But I'm talking, like you said, C- CBC, yeah. the CRTC, which is the regulatory board that oversees all of these things, and yeah. what we can see, like there are, yeah, and it's all publicly funded. That doesn't happen in the states. No. Everything in the states is independent, even the way the ASCAP and BMI, the companies that pay artists up here, that's all. It's all regulated through the government. Yeah. I'm just like I. What you said was interesting, and I was like, okay, cool. That would be fucked up if they did it. And then for you to turn it on its head and say, what about up here in Canada? I can't even wrap my head around it. <laughs> I literally can't. Yeah. Uh, if somebody can comment to us or something like that, I don't know how it would work. It wouldn't work. Yeah, so Global and CTV, they're not government-funded, but they play partisan politics. And I'm sorry, as their own streaming services, uh, if they come out with their own stream- streaming services, I'm good with what I have, Paramount+, Plus, Prime, Netflix. And I not- will admit, though, they are smart. Those you said those places they have a certain date. They have shows that um, baby boomers will they can't get anywhere else. They are they, they have the baby boomers locked the fuck in. Baby boomers will pay global TV for global.ca TV. They will pay for city TV. They will. They well, will do glo- it. global right now. Uh, they're part of uh, Ken West. Well, no, but they have so you can access global through uh, Stack TV. On okay, Prime. yes, 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 yes. They do have deals also through um, Amazon. Amazon also has that's, global. That's the prime. Is that stack right. I'm sorry. I'm not good with that. <laughs> you know a lot more about the conglomerates yeah, yeah, subsidiaries yeah. than I do. I'm sorry. But yeah, you know how we say seven companies around the whole fucking world? This proves it. Me and Mark prove it every week. Okay, just so you know. Rachel Gilmore, uh, the girl that was a digital news reporter, uh, couldn't keep her job with Global. Now she still plays partisan politics, and she sounds like a Hollywood celebrity. You know, absolutely fucking clueless on actual events. Uh, she wants to uh, file a lawsuit with Global because she was fired, and then Global posted uh, a job opening in her field online. She saw this, so she screenshotted and posted. Uh, she paints a grim picture on things that aren't even true, much like that former radio host Dean Blundell. He's another real winner. He's uh, he's a new lo- uh, level though. So like you know uh, that meme that says you're such a loser. If you were in a loser contest, you'd definitely come in second. And then he'd, <laughs> he'd ask why not first, and be, well the answer is because you're a loser. You're, well, what's, <laughs> what's Dean Blundell's big issue? What's his? I thought he got oh, like, no, kicked like, out of radio and shit. Like yeah, well, he was on ninety four nine for like a little while. Yeah, yeah. What's his deal? But, but he's still he's still a figurehead. Yeah, that, for sure. that plays far, far, far left. Oh, like, does like, he? Oh, he's fucking He's stupid. like pro-vax and shit? Oh, like super pro-vax. Like he I, is like so far left. You, you, I mean. Wow, I'm I didn't sur- know any of this. I haven't really I'm surprised heard he doesn't dress up in anything from him since like, I remember like before COVID he was on Dean, or he, Dean would come on 94.9 like now and then. He was like, he got kicked off an edge for joking about like retarded people and making fun of women. Like he was a pretty Howard well, Sterny. Yeah, there were some homophobic jokes that he got kicked off the radio for. 
Like I just, <laughs> I, but I've always kind of liked him. I'm surprised he's a hard leftist. Like yeah. in his poll, I'm surprised he's like a yeah. They should shut those restaurants down if they're not asking for vax pass. He was on board, eh? Yeah. I couldn't imagine that. That's interesting. Yeah, Dean, I hope you're, uh, hope you're on the subway and there's a horrible subway train accident. So I know what I'm doing is wrong because. Um, well, everything we do on this show well, is wrong. Yeah, That's why people listen and they I'm love it. Because I'm speaking about people I hate. Also, we beat past 2,000 downloads! Yeah. <laughs> and last week we couldn't say that. We're at like 2,085 or 2,084 right now or something well, like that. Oh, like now, currently, yeah. Yeah, like 2,084. Yeah. I think you sent me a screen. Oh, so excited. Thank you for that. Yeah. So, uh, so said we wanted it before the end of March, and we got it. I said uh, it's it's wrong what I'm doing right now because I'm speaking about people I hate, and hate is just something that's not tolerated. So I'm going to change my vernacular. That's right. It won't be hate speech anymore. The world has a problem with that, so it'll be dislike speech. Yeah, we dislike But people. here's the thing. I, I don't get about what uh, they label as hate speech. They, and I mean they as in the government, acts as if uh, you're not allowed to like anything or not allowed to not like anything. If anyone speaks up with great disdain for anything, the government will chime in on with hateful views. And Justin will remind you that you're a xenophobic racist. Yeah, so like he'll opinion. call the truckers a fringe minority and ma uh, made up of misogynist bigots and racists. So I wonder what he calls that then. Uh, it's clearly not hate speech. Maybe I'm too late and I'm jumping on the dislike speech train and Trudeau has already beaten me to the punch. Probably. It sounds like he has. Yeah. <laughs> Trudeau, you keep on running off at the mouth with hate, hate Didn't speech. Didn't he apologize for the fringe minority comment? Has he not redacted that or said, like, oh, he, he apologized. Sh I shouldn't have said that? Yeah, he's like, oh, I shouldn't just, have. I just love that. I just love whenever you are a leader of a country, and you're like, yeah, my bad. Like, it's like, yeah. oh, good, good job. Sorry. Kind of like Chris Rock's like, you know, there's some jobs where you're allowed to have some bad apples, you know? I don't think American Airlines is one, and I don't think the fucking prime minister is another. <laughs> you know, you know? Oh, I didn't mean to call you guys that strange name that the news went off and basically published millions of dollars worth of propaganda with. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie daisy. <laughs> France right now is the biggest protest going on. Oh, my God. It's there the I love the it's France. It's estimated over one million people are protesting. Zero bucks. Given with those guys, the, bro. Hy the hydro company uh, in protest have cut power to the wealthy suburbs and are giving free power to schools and poorer neighborhoods. That's insane. The I'm moving to France. <laughs> Fuck this country. I'm out. The I hated France. The garbage collectors Never. are protesting and garbage is piled up on the streets. There are police and firefighters joining in. We protest. think we got it bad, bro. We yeah. have nothing going on. There's got to be more than just the, re the, the reason that I read, though, was just that they're re raising the retirement age from 62 to 64. It's like That's just what I'm seeing. Buddy, you don't like, you don't know the French. More. You don't know the French. I'm sorry. Like you, that's they don't. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you. There's a lot of stories like this, but in the late '90s, they tried to put speed limits in France, and they did the same thing, dude. They burnt Parliament buildings down because they tried to introduce the idea of a speed limit. <laughs> on their highways. They burned fucking buildings, dude. They were flipping cars. You got to look up look up the history of French protests in the late 90s, early 2000s. They don't give a fuck. You want to touch their legislature? If they're like, uh, we're going to change the age of voting. They're going to change the age of voting from uh, 18 years of age to, to, to 19. They, they'll fucking flip a bill. They'll flip a car. They'll, they'll burn a building. They'll take a clock tower. Like, they don't give a shit. They'll put a building right into the fucking... What's that pretty monument in Paris? You know, the big arch? They'll fly a plane right into that shit. Be like, you're not changing the age to vote. <laughs> no, 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 ma cherie, not here. They love freedom more than any fucking nation on the planet. I used to think the French, you know, the whole white flag joke was 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 pretty funny. Yeah. But like, if you really dig into the French themselves, like I I love the French more and more. Like the real French. I'm talking about Quebec or French. If you're from Quebec and you're like, oh, nah, Alex is talking about how great we are. I'm not. You're fucking. You're garbage. Okay. <laughs> and your poutine is not fucking that good. 
People from France are, are real French people. They fought in the revolution, and they truly believe in freedom. And so, they're poutine. <laughs> they don't even fuck with that shit because they know it's not real French food, okay? They're over there doing real French shit, like uh, au jus. That's fucking... You know, I know that really just means whatever with beef sauce, but anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like, they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Their food... Everything about France is better than Quebec. You go to Quebec, it's like going to the Walmart French store. They're like they're like discount yeah, French. Yeah. They really truly are. You know what I mean? We got discount French over here. Even the way they talk, the accent. Yeah. People from Paris will come over. Paris will come over here and be like, go to Montreal and talk to somebody. They'll be like, what are you? That's not French. That's for me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they don't fucking. Yeah. It, it's true. So I just I love that nation. Look up the history of their protests. If they try to change even the slightest shit. The speed limits, look up, you got to check out that speed limit one. That was a big one. They were flipping cars and burning cop cars over the speed limits. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, they don't fuck around. <laughs> so if it, there's probably, that probably affects a lot. Yeah. I bet well, you, yeah, you'd have to be work longer. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, but I'm saying there's probably a large chunk of money that people that are in there, there's probably a large population of people in their 60s who are like, oh, you just don't, there's got to be more to it than that, right? <laughs> yeah. It's not. People in their 60s are like, Oh, you fucked around. You're about to find out. (laughs) I bet you there is an abundance of people that are owed. Like, they're like, okay, next year we're going to have 200,000 people hit 65 or 60. What is it? 62 right now is the retirement. 62. And we fucked around with our government money and we don't have that pool. You know, maybe they got banking issues like we all know we have. Banking (laughs) problems. They're like, well, we can't really just give all these people what we call it CPP, which is Canada Pension Plan. Whatever the France version of that is, we can't start pumping this pension plan out. We have to change. Let's go and change the law so that we get a few years to figure out what to do with this money. And the people are like, no, no, that's our money. You don't get to change. They're like, it's only a two years, you know, the economy's changing inflation. They're like, oh, oh, mon chéri. We are not (laughs) interested in your fucking excuses. I I love that. I wish that you could take some of that passionate French freedom-loving fucking blood and just infuse it over here. You know what I mean? So we send back some Quebecers and bring some real people from Paris. And Why not? Swap them out. I mean, we wouldn't, notice, we wouldn't notice the difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I think we would really, this country could build something amazing. The block would never get a vote again. Right away, the block wouldn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Boom. So we're already making progress. You know, I thought I put on, hey, Google, I said do not disturb for fuck's sakes. The thing does not listen. <laughs> See, now everybody listening, their hey, Google went off. Like mine <laughs> does when I listen back to the show and they're like, God damn it. <laughs> So, uh, Biden addresses Canadian Parliament, starting that uh, he and Trudeau... He made a visit, right? Yeah. Both have uh, cabinets that are 50% women, half the conservatives stayed sitting, and the liberals are like, what a nationally embarrassing moment. And I'm just like, the deputy prime minister, female, is female, and is the second most corrupt person in Canada. Melanie Jolie, also corrupt. And let's face it, she's probably fucking Trudeau. I mean, there are tons of memes <laughs> pointing to, to this as an image. And, I mean, it may not or may not may not be or may be correct. But regardless, as she's posting tweets about accepting Turkey and Finland into the biggest terrorist group of all, NATO, shows where her allegiances are, right? I mean, she's a liberal in WEF clothing. 100%. I wanted to, you to also talk about... Um, I was gonna see if we had a clip of what Biden said when he made that when he fucked up and said that thing when he was <laughs> he was like ah oh, I really look up to China I mean Canada and, and that and then he went, and then he kind of smiled and went oh you knew what I was thinking there you guys know and he, and he kind of just kind of does he does a little wordplay he said he kind of tries to backtrack like oh I made this mistake and this is why and he's basically just calling us China <laughs> I just thought it would be an interest if we can connect the phone to it I thought it would be a fun clip it would it would make me giggle. We got this clip. Okay, so I, I found the clip. We're gonna, we're <laughs> you gonna, found the clip, did you? 
Yes. And what happened when you ah, it's a mess everywhere. That's what happened. It was all G -g 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 China. Then right after we found the clit, we found this clip. <laughs> in the United States, we're expanding legal pathways for migration to seek safety in humanitarian, on a humanitarian basis, while discouraging unlawful migration that feeds exploitation and human trafficking. So today, I applaud China for stepping up. Excuse me, I applaud Canada. <laughs> I'm, you can tell what I'm thinking about China. I won't get into that yet. I applaud Canada for stepping up with similar programs, opening new legal pathways for 1,500 migrants to come to Canada from countries in the Western Hemisphere. At the same time, the United States and Canada will work together to discourage unlawful border crossings and fully implement and the updated safe third country agreement. <laughs> okay. So I just, I love, like, we're synonymous with these people now. You know what I mean? Like, I, he played it off like, oh, you know what I think about, because, you know, he's got to play it off like, oh, I'm pissed off at China because they're dealing with Russia and going behind her. He has to play it off like he's, 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 he's disheartened by this whole thing. But in the back of his head, all he can think of is, I'm up here in Canada. It's pretty much China. You know what I mean? Because we're bought, everybody knows we're bought and sold by these motherfuckers. Well, I mean, there's, a, so there's a reason Canada was left out of the alliance between the U.K., Australia and the U.S. Yeah, like that's a there's there's a few reasons for that. One of the big ones is our leader. Our biggest one that one of the biggest ones is that Justin simply cannot negotiate world international economics on that level. He and he does not have a team that can either. They tried. They made contact to talk about that stuff, and what they re they received was like they're like we a spanking. They they can, Trudeau yeah, received they, a spanking. Well, Trudeau basically said, "Well, we would like to, but," and they're like. You know who the fuck you're talking to? You are the least populated, poorest country of the ones trying to sit down at the table. You know what? Don't even worry about it. That's what happened. Yeah. It was fucking sad. You can shit on Harper all you want, just like you can sit on tr shit on Trump all you want. But who the fuck do I want running my country when the shit hits the fan? A crazy guy like Trump or a psychopath like Harper? <laughs> I'm telling you. Harper might have had a lot of shitty local policies, but his international policy would have kept us alive through this shit. Yeah. This bullshit. Anyways, we would know uh, woulda coulda shoulda. But I I wanted to play the clip of Biden and just we are the, we are a bit of a laugh and you hear the laughing, you hear the giggles, yeah. and then there was that wasn't that wasn't us pushing the button. That no, was, we didn't push. That was no all the parliament. That was all real. But then I saw that clip of Justin looking at this that broad too. Is that that, that the, was his wife? That's his wife, Sophie. Yeah. Oh, so so she's back there making the appearances with him, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So for too many of us started talking about that, and they're like, okay, well, I th I think if he didn't or if she didn't show up to to the president visiting Canada. It would have been the worst. They are not like, together. Oh, they're, they're dude. Together. Like, Jill was there. Yeah. So if Sophie didn't show up, I mean, it would have been like, you can picture the conversation in the household. Like, uh, hey, uh, Sophie, do, uh, would you would you come to this with me? She's like, no, I don't fucking want to. I'm not going. No, but but Jill's going. Who's Jill? I don't give a fuck. Who the fuck the, is Jill? The first lady. She was on the Grammys. She was there with Satan and 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 that guy. And and she kissed that dude on the lips that wasn't her husband. Remember? Oh, you want me to kiss some guy on the lips that's not you? No, no, no. Didn't not not while CBC is didn't there. Jill and Sam Smith give away the best award for most transphobic song most of the year most transphobic song of the year or something i don't know i'm just trying to come up with some left-wing <laughs> fucking psychotic grammy bullshit <laughs> and the award for dancing with satan the longest and most sexually arousing goes to everybody at the grammys because you're all sick fucks all right anyways uh i i i, I that's fun jill who yeah she was at the grammys oh yeah i saw that i think 
So, in in regards to uh, with what you were just talking about with uh, Sam Smith there, so there's. Did you see the Tom McDonald? Oh, video I did. I did. When he yeah. wore the yeah, and he goes, yeah. "Hi, I'm Sam Smith. I'll suck your dick." Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. I'm Tom, and I won't suck your dick. But I'd like it if you download my song. I was yeah. like, "Ah, you literally are, like." We're not worthy. Like, it made me laugh. So I was like, bro, how do you get away with this? I'm Sam Smith and I'll suck your dick. So, nah, I'm sorry. I'm just Tom McDonald. I'm going to get into this little rant. <laughs> I'm going to get into this little rant. And, and there's a reason behind it. In, and I kind of mentioned it in this rant. So I wanted to mention something. So punk rock doesn't necessarily line up with conservative views. Now, I, it's not I was supposed to. I was all about unity and I'm still for unity. Everyone should be working together to get what they need accomplished. However, I'm 100% not in a group mentality. I enjoy people against tyrannical rule. And sure, I would join protests, but I'm not going to a protest the same way I would go into a mosh pit at a punk rock show with my one arm around the back of my buddy's neck as we both go forward into the pit. Yeah, me and Mark are very community-based people. We, we like the idea of small communities running their own shit yeah. without any interference. But the thing about punk rock was it was a typical genre against the establishment, against government tyrannical rule. And here's the kicker. Everything is ass-backward now. The government has convinced people that people that aren't left are racist. And so punk rock has now aligned with the establishment somehow. Uh, when Johnny Rotten of Sex Pistols said... So has metal. I mean, metal was always the fucking anti-establishment, too. And yeah. uh, they're all just like, you can't enjoy these riffs unless you're back. Yeah. <laughs> so when Johnny Rotten of Sex Pistols <laughs> says, I never thought I'd see the day when the right wing would become the cool ones giving the finger to the establishment and the left wing becoming the sniveling, self-righteous, twatty ones going around sh- shaking everything. Why, how the tables have turned uh, from yeah. back in my day, you know? The reason I bring this up to talk about uh, in via punk rock is the video you see on TikTok of how liberalism destroys the befores and afters. And so like Sam Smith is like the before and after, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, like, and nowadays like the afters, like it used to be like a punk rock style of like a Chelsea haircut, which is like a shaved head with just the bangs yeah. or, or even uh, styled eyebrows as well as uh, having your hair Dyed the color of Skittles, you know. Uh, I was. If you want to know what punk rock is, you got to watch the episode of House where Jeremy Renner plays that punk rock guy. <laughs> That's like the ultimate. That guy was ultimate punk rock. I don't know that <laughs> that character was the best. Yeah. I was like, I want to, dude. That guy was awesome. It's like Johnny Rotten, basically. Yeah, I love that shit. So uh, the the people that think they're would make- you do you consider just because you're such a punk guy and I do respect your opinion more than like pretty much anybody's <laughs> am I really? Do you consider Kurt Cobain a real punk? Uh well, yeah, kind of. Fucking right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, people, he, what, he wasn't a someone, follower. He did his own now with, thing. I'd make an exception with you because you're my homie and I love you, but like most people, if they were like, nah, but Kurt Cobain wasn't a punk, I'd smack him right in the fucking face. Right there. Just right there. No, what'd you say it again? Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I, no, I, 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 I'm a, a huge fan of Kurt's because Kurt was very progressively for, um, um, you know, homosexuality and yeah. all these types. Like he was very progressive for a ni- his 90s mentality, but he was also very anti-establishment, don't fucking tell me what to do, community, ba- you know, that's it. Yeah. Basically that is punk rock. I think Kurt the, is punk rock. I know he's the, a grunge uh, guy. Well, I mean... But I feel like he really... Destroying the his, stuff on his, stage. His roots are punk. Like he, it was all punk rock they were like you, to. They were like, you can play... Um, Heart Shaped Box on that award show and he went up and started Heart Shaped Box and then he just cuts in to rape me. And they're like, no! And then they turn off the performance. Like, that's yeah. that's was, uh, punk, bro. Yeah, there, there was a, a performance, I don't even remember where, uh, but uh, one of his songs, they 
put the recording on rather than him yeah. playing live. And, and so he just pretend it just went like he this. he pretended to strum. Didn't, SNL. Didn't, SNL. It was SNL. Didn't even sing into the microphone. Didn't sing. And then the bass player threw his bass up in the air like an idiot and it hit him in the face and it all split his face open and he needed a bunch of stitches because they were <laughs> fucking around on stage like not giving a fuck. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's punk rock. That was yeah. SNL, I believe. I believe it was SNL. No, their SNL performance I just recently saw and Dave okay. Grohl destroyed his drums. Okay, maybe. But they did. They were on air a few times, yeah. to be fair. But uh, the, what was the one you're thinking of? Anyways, there was also, I, I saw another one too and I know Rage Against the Machine is a leftist band and they've kind of gone to the dark side. But it was a 1992 performance and you know the when it gets into the build-up so it was a, i think it was a grammy performance or something like that and he's and and, and they're, they're doing the big build-up in in um in uh what you know the fuck you i don't won't do what you tell me yeah. ending so he's yeah. just uh he's just being quiet so it's like there's like the drum build-up and he's like you won't do what you tell me you won't do what you tell me. You won't do what you tell me. You won't do what you tell me. And then all of a sudden he's just like, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you. And the finger's right out there. And then it just goes, okay, well, that wasn't supposed to happen. Um, like it just cuts. And I was like, that's punk rock. You know, that's. Well, and you're right. Even bands that rep that, that that aren't punk that took the punk attitude, like Kurt and like Zach De La Roca and stuff like that, and they really they really ran with it, right? They yeah. really ran with that. I don't give a fuck attitude, but I but I'm also a loving, caring person. I care about my fellow man, but I do not give a fuck about your establishment. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. That I tell the idea of togetherness without it being a larger group. It's literally it's the idea of togetherness without it involving a larger group. I that's what I think it comes down to. And yeah, we've lost that. Now it's like. <laughs> the Offspring, brought to you by Pfizer, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. What's that? Oh, by the way, The Offspring—they're on tour. I know we talked about how shitty they sound now and how it's not really worth going to see because yeah. they're really just banking on old hits. But um, they've got some forty-one and another big Canadian band, a uh, uh, Simple Plan, playing with them on their tour. Some Simple and Offspring. I kind of want to fucking go. Yeah, that sounds like a show, bro. And some forty-one's got Dave Bash. That guy from Gob and Wibbly playing guitar. They got three guitar players now, and they have for like a while. So they've got the triple guitar threat, like Iron Maiden style. Yeah. Then you've got our, you know, simple plan. Everybody, I'm just a kid in Everybody wants to fucking hear that shit. And then what's yeah. the other one? Sorry, can't be perfect. That's because you're French Canadian, dipshit. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> I had to dig that in there just a little bit. I, I could, like, I found the clip, but it didn't say what venue it was. It wasn't SNL, but it, yeah. yeah. Doesn't and, say that's yeah, exactly the it clip. Was, it was the song smells like Lord Spirit. Load yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how he sings. With the lights Lord, on. That's how he sings in that in that performance. Here we are now. Hello, hello. Yeah, it's very funny, <laughs> funny, funny. And then and then just like this, <laughs> yeah. this thing. Oh. But but the the music is going like the drums aren't even mic'd. So like. <laughs> So Dave Grohl's able to like bash this symbol. You just, still can't hear it because the recording is louder. Just so good. Like, it's like yeah, I love it. I love it. That's punk rock. That's a punk that's rocker. fucking punk. <laughs> if kids are, if you're wondering, if you're wondering, if there's a question, like that's it. And he, yeah. and the best part is, is like there's no wood glue hair. There's no vests. There's no stitched band shit on there. Yeah. There's just three borderline homeless looking motherfuckers. Being punk, yeah, that I love. Yeah, we've lost so, so much of that. So, Anyways, yeah, <coughs> so these people that uh, that have, I mean, changed via liberalism to to see the befores and afters. I don't know if they're making a statement. I don't know if they're trying to make themselves look cool or better or something. And 
it's so funny because I, I, I joke around with Tamara all the time for being judgy, but when I see this, I'm, I'm really judgy. And it's and like, the funny thing is be, being this punk rocker, I like, if I went to a warp tour and I saw like the Mohawk and the colored hair, I used to be my people. I have come. And now it's just like, no, I, nope. I, I, I'm not going near that. I don't know what that. Well, is. they wouldn't want to go near you either. Cause, yeah, cause right. You're not back, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, so, I mean, so, like, are they making a statement against the oppressive right wing? Or, like, I mean, it's it's funny that I, I used to do that. It's shit. like those guys yelling at Ben Shapiro. He goes and does those tours at the schools, and some guy will stand up and go, you can't make your wife come, and you're just like a silly little man. <laughs> and everyone goes, oh, yeah, that guy's punk rock. He's <laughs> definitely telling the establishment where to go. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what it is. That's yeah. what you're getting. You're getting a guy like that. You're getting, like, um, uh, 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 a half Indian, half Trini trans um non-binary with wood glue in their hair oh my god i'm punk rock would you like to come to my show <laughs> that's what you're getting i'm sorry that's what you, that's where it's gone so, i'm like, punk like okay so even as a punk you're not i mean obviously wood glue isn't supposed to be what you use it's bad for you for your fucking <laughs> if you're punk you're putting wood i'm sorry but it's but it's so horses funny about- need to die for your hair to be that hard <laughs> but I mean, it's funny that like I've just had friends who used wood glue, yeah, and too, their, their hair too, their but. hair stayed up for uh, like a couple weeks, like like couple weeks it would start to like fall like it's oh, like okay. raining, it's raining out bad, and their hair is solid. Yeah. You're just like so my my pump- I can't get the door of my car open because it's winter and it's frozen. Bring your hair over here. <laughs> just grab his head and just shut. There we go. Jimmy, <laughs> use his fucking head and there we go. Jimmy, my car door open yeah. with your fucking with your mohawk, wood glue yeah. mohawk. We went to play uh, beautiful. We went that's to pl- punk. We went to play a house party one time. Oh, now house party. Any punk band is playing a venue with an owner. That's not punk. Okay, you play <laughs> houses, bro. Houses and neighborhoods. I mean that. I mean that's punk. Some some forty one did that music video where it was a house party. That that was like their oh their, yeah makes their, no difference. Yeah, yeah, it was the first one. Yeah, the yeah. first single. Amazing. But uh, but yeah, from so, half hour so, power. So Damn. we went to play a house party, and uh, my buddy Ty there, he had the wood glue mohawk, <laughs> and uh, and he didn't fit in the car, so he had to turn his head sideways, oh and the mohawk my was out the outside window. the window. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yo, bro, hey, <laughs> yeah. hey, man. Are we almost there? <laughs> My neck's starting to hurt. <laughs> Hang on. Speed bump. We're trying to imitate this. I'm keeping my head kinked. Well, ah, ow. <laughs> Mark, I think I can't hear anything on my left side. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm trying to think of some shit that we've done to like, yeah, to, when we go to venues, like when we dress up. I remember um, going to see uh, Guar. And just going home covered in the blood and all the shit from the show. Like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. Like, these days I'm thinking, like, I wouldn't let anybody in my car on the ride home if I went to a show and they did that. Yeah. What did I do back then? I must have got think I took the go that time. <laughs> <laughs> remember when the go train used to look really bad after Guar came to town? <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Yeah. I remember getting on the go train to go see a show and there was always other people on the go train. Like, those guys are going to the show for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're always like, he's going to the show. She's going to the show. Well, they were usually wearing He's the funny shirts. Looking. He's not going to the show. I don't. There's no way. And then somebody would show. be like, "Oh, it's our show. What show are you guys going to?" And everybody in the church just said, "Well, there's a Slipknot." Like, whoa, sorry, I didn't mean. I didn't mean to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie's forever. Bro. And then people just start going off. <laughs> like, oh god, here we go. 
I used to get it with Maiden. I remember going to see Iron Maiden, and the train ride into town was the best because people that go to see Iron Maiden are going to drink. They're not going to see Iron Maiden. I mean, they are. We're going to see Bruce. Yeah. We're also going to get fucking drunk and 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 talk about the trooper. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Anyways, that that's so, that's good times. In in regards to uh, the statement that I was talking about with uh, punk rock not lining up with conservative and all that stuff. So uh, for the longest time, my favorite band was a band called Bigwig. They went by Bigwig NJ for a while because there was another band named Bigwig who just kind of fell off the map, and then Bigwig reclaimed their title as the OG Bigwig. But I was gonna say big wig claim their title as the big wig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, so anyways, uh, funny thing is, uh, I, so I'm still friends with the singer on Facebook. Uh, I've drank with the guy. I've given him CDs. Uh, he's actually offered like, hey, why don't you come out and record your music in my studio, kind of thing. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. I just I, I don't have the time off to go out to Pennsylvania to <laughs> to record. I appreciate it though. But uh, That'd be sick and go out there for a couple like two weeks and cut a record. You can do yeah. it in two weeks. You can do it in ten. You go out for like Monday to Friday one week and Monday to Friday a second week and you come home on that weekend, get your shit together, and you drive back out. It's only like uh, Pennsylvania. What you can do seven hours, eight hours? Yeah, probably. I'd fuck with it. Yeah, I'll play drums for you. <laughs> You're a good drummer, but you need somebody who can just bang that shit out. I'll bang <laughs> it out for you. I'm good. I'm a good studio. That's one thing that Mike used to say when we were cutting. Mike would always say that I was a good. St- I was the worst live musician he'd ever seen. He's like, yeah. dude, live you drop sticks. You're fucking. You're you're the your pedal changes are late. Your tone shit. You're not paying attention. You're breaking strings. Fucking out of tune. Can't hear it. He's like, but in studio he could run electric guitar tracks, bass tracks, drum tracks, key, anything. And I the fucking the little what's the you know. The, the sine wave, the wave yeah. would be fucking identical. Every pick hit, every little nuance would be fucking... Yeah. He, he, sometimes he, he'd be so it's too similar. I need you to do a, a take with, that sounds a little different so I can mix left and right. Yeah. That's that's how good I got with that shit. So, so, to toot my own horn. I imagine, I can picture you being a similar like live, sl- a sloppy guy because you're into it, but then in, in studio, very precise. I can picture you. I'm still pretty. I'm still pretty picky. Like uh, even live, I fucked up a song. Well, no, I didn't fuck up a song so bad. We never fuck up. It's them. They fuck it up, Mark. Tell them. The bassist that I was playing with, useless, uh, was playing uh, in a totally different fret. You could have cloned yourself and made yourself play bass. It would have been better off. Right. Right. So, anyways, he was playing the song in it, starting with a different fret, ending on a different fret, and it just sounded like shit. But you look at the fingers, think that this is right, and then I was like, okay, I'm sorry to do this, and the drummer got pissed at me because it was a a guest drummer. I'm like, we're going to restart the song. Play the fucking song right. And you're telling him the notes. Yeah. Sneak guy's like, yo, it's F. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, sorry. And then we played, and the drummer just kind of looked at me like, man. You just don't do this. I'm like, I, I couldn't play. I couldn't play it like that. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> uh, I can't. I, I'm not gonna continually tough. play while somebody's like, you do, you do, you do understand, kids out there, that like this is this is what put this is what separates the men from the boys. You know, it really, really does. It, it, and this is why there are one man bands. This is why people play with backtracks because like nobody will take the time to sit down and just fucking learn their shit. Like I, I could, I look at the musician thing. The same way I look at cars, the same way I look at we're running a cleaning company, the same way I look at somebody that runs a fucking wine store. Are you going to run your wine store like shit? Or are you going to run the best wine store in this fucking region? Because if I'm running it, it's going to be the best one. If I'm going to be in the band and we're going to play the songs, they're going to be perfect every time. If I'm going to fucking clean the floor, it's going to be immaculate. You're going to be able to eat shit off this floor after. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and, and I don't, I think musicians, people... 
get into music and they treat it like they treat everything in their lives. They're the same people that don't finish video games. They're the same fucking pieces of shit that get 60% through a game and go, I don't care anymore. And they just yeah. fucking leave it. I'm one of those people with video <laughs> games. Just with games, though. You know, they're the same people that, that, um, that say to your buddies, I want to bowl. And then they start a bowling league. And then four t- after four meets out of ten, they just go, I don't want to bowl anymore. They're the, they're the, they are. They are. Yeah. Tell, yeah. They're the people that when their fucking baby mama said, you're going to have to work to see your kid, they were like, okay. And they went to one court date and went, this is a lot of work. And now they don't see those kids. Yeah. That's who these people are. It gets dark. It doesn't, it's not always fun. It starts with your inability to, to sit down and finish, you know, being in a bowling league with your buddy. And it ends with not seeing your kids and not paying your mortgage and fucking your life up. And I have no patience for those people as musicians. And, I'm no, and they're even worse at work <laughs> because that musician that won't learn the part goes and now he works with you at the cleaning company and he doesn't wax <laughs> i told you bass player jim that you need to wax every time we do costco and here we are after five costco let me change jim we've played the song six times you know it's in c you're playing it in f what the fuck you know it's the same you know what I mean? that jim will fuck the song up in c but he will also not wax the floor and jim's a problem and that's why i, I fucking hate jim and that's yeah. why this is this is our problem jim is the issue yeah don't be a gym. Yeah. Don't be. I mean, don't be. A so. Gym. So. Anyways. Uh. So. Big wig. When. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <I> just, <laughs> we digress. Yeah. So. Uh. So. So. Every time I would talk to uh, Tom from Big Wig. Tom is the singer's name. Yeah. So every time I would what talk up, to him uh, after uh, having drinks with him, playing sh- playing shows with him, whatever. Uh. It, like it eventually got to the point where like he thought my sister was hot. Oh no! So I'd be like, "Hey Tom, remember it's it's me, the guy whose sister you think is hot." Yeah, and it, it, like, like using it. See, my yeah. sister's don't. Remember, my sister'd be like, "Oh, does he think I'm hot? You want you can use that. I don't mind. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna wear like short but, shorts but, but like, gigs. And then Tom would be like, "Yeah, you don't have to say that every time." I'm like, "Okay, so you remember? Okay." Yeah. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Mark. I have the hot sister. Is that, that I like that? Yeah. What was my, I didn't think with Mike Turner from OLP. I had a thing. It was like whenever I would mess, I'd get a hold of him afterwards. It was like Alex, and I was like, "What?" What, I, what would I fuck? I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was something stupid like that. Um, I think it was something like Alex, long hair never shuts up because he would he would con- he would do the thing where he would he would he would pause something and give me this look, like you you're asking so <laughs> many questions, and I'd just be like, okay, and yeah. he would just press uh, press play and go back to what he was doing because I'd be like. Why are we using a 58 on this? If we use a Sennheiser, wouldn't the aerodynamic on the west, would, would, would put this on the different part of the amp, would that, wouldn't that make them a little bit better? Sound a little crisper, a little bit better in the mids? <laughs> and he would just look over, like, so many questions. And I don't have time to explain how they're yeah. all wrong. And I would just understand it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I feel that. So, <laughs> so uh, Tom, as I, I was talking about, like, punk rock isn't really conservative. So, with everything that went on with, uh, with January 6th and, like, Talking about the insurrection in the states. Yeah. 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 And then uh, and then like people, which people on started, Capitol Hill. Yeah. And then people started going to uh, to parlor because like all the shit like Twitter is just liberal playground, right? Yeah. So people started going to parlor. Well, then uh, Tom started cutting up uh, people from uh, parlor, saying like, "Oh, you know, all these people, uh, all these racists are on uh, parlor and blah blah." And like people started chiming in like, "Hey, man, it's not all racist. You should actually go on there, maybe see." And like. There were still plenty of liberals who were like, "Oh fuck this Tom, blah, blah, blah. this guy's racist for even suggesting that." This and then, guy's, I love that. This guy's racist for even suggesting. Yeah. that. your voice was perfect there. Yeah, and then uh, and that then, was Gaslight. What was his name? Gaslight. Oh, Vince Gaslight. That's that was Vince Gaslight <laughs> yeah. just showed up. Yeah. Vince, go away. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then like and then once people started uh, speaking out in support of par- Parlor, like enough people, Tom yeah. was like, "Maybe I." shouldn't cut up parlor so he actually stopped while some people would still go and then like even i chimed in a few times saying like it's not it's not 
racist. I mean, just because people liberal uh, label other people as racist doesn't mean it's it's racist. But uh, well, like I like I said, and I've said this before, when people say things are racist, okay, you're wrong. Ninety percent. Uh, yeah, no, ninety percent. Because you can't. Racism be, is the the no, go to thing. You now. can't be racist. Like, can you? Can you? Oh, let's be real. Let's say, let's pretend. Okay, let's close our eyes right now. We're we're racist. We just we just hate people based that's on the just, color of their skin. No, that, okay, Look at you. I can't condone that. I'm, I'm not condoning <laughs> it. I'm just closing my eyes and I'm in a magical world where I hate black people just hypothetically. Hypo- have okay? to add hypothetically. Yes. And in this world, I'm like, I would like to go on the internet and find other people that hate black people just because they're black and talk with them and freely make jokes about this and and everything. Hypothetically, be fine. yes. This is what I want to do. Where would I go do that? Like, it doesn't exist. You can't do it. You can't even stand outside of a convenience store and talk like that. As soon as somebody goes to walk in the store, I'm like, oh, shit, better talk quieter. You know what I mean? You can't be like that. Yeah. It is not acceptable. It's and, and, and for good fucking reason. So If you give people a safe place yes. to talk like that, it turns into bad shit, and we've eliminated all of those. So where's all these race? Where's this? Oh, everybody on there is a racist. What, what, what are they doing? Are they, are they sharing recipes on how to murder people based on their ethnicity? No, I don't think so. You this can't share that kind of stuff online. Is a Beautiful segue. What are they doing? Making jokes? Are they making jokes that you can't say online? Because race. So I'll be honest. My black friends think black jokes are the funniest shit on the planet, and my Mexican friends think Mexican. I'm white. The white. The, the more angry and, and and white trash the joke is, the more I laugh about it because it probably reflects on me and my family. Like you know what I mean? I, I don't see ra- racism. Kind of doesn't exist. Guys like Morgan Freeman and other famous people say all the fucking time, you cannot hate on people based on their race anymore. It does. It's just not okay. Yeah. So you can't sit around and go, that's racist, not racist, because it's just simply not. Yeah. And those types of extreme people that actually dislike a person based on something that simple, they've kind of been weaned out to the point where they're scared to talk, as they should be. So, that being said, perfect segue into what I saw trending on uh, on on the in the Twitter world last night. What the word. The, what are the twits up to now? The word white was trending, and many treats, uh, tweets, not treats, tweets, are saying the war on whites continues. And it's just video after video after video after video of people of color beating up white people, pushing a woman down the stairs, uh, like um, <laughs> like a, ga- know, a gang of, of people. Kind of makes color, me laugh a little bit. A gang of people of color, all fucking up, up white people. No, going against one person and just like fucking like it's it's crazy. Is this a thing in the world? Like, do people just go out and go? Hey, there's a white person. Let's fuck him up. Like, is that? And how is that any different than when we used to do it 200 years right? ago? Like, it's no... It's not. How do you... Like so, why is hate considered a good thing ever, 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 yeah. ever, 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 yeah. like, I hate MGK, but I'll be honest. If he came on the show and was like, yo, can we be friends? I'd be like, for the for the show, maybe, just because you asked nicely. Yeah. You know, like, at the end of the day, like, it, being hateful really doesn't do anything but make so, you angry. The one thing that we've always said on the shop pod is, is people need to come together to stop the government's tyrannical rule. How much better do you think those people feel about their hate of whites after doing that? Do you, do you think there's any alleviation well, at all? I, I, I think they feel... I don't. No, I think they feel propped up because they've got their boys with them, right? So it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, but oh, I, did you see what I did? Oh, dude. I, I think it goes either. I think any ethnicity at all yeah. could be grouped together with members of other ethnicity. You give them the wrong propaganda, the wrong mentality, the wrong parents, the wrong neighborhood, and they're all going to get together and go, oh, let's fuck up a person of whatever yeah. color. You can do it with whites on blacks. You can do it with Mexicans but, on, on Indians because like, there's all kinds of different segregated pieces that don't like each so, other. So I, don't I know see wh- Chinese and Indians. So I don't know why China. it's happening, but I do remember during COVID, there was a, a huge Anthony. Hollywood movement to stop Asian hate, 
because yeah, yeah, yeah. because black people black no black people were beating the fuck out of Asians. It oh. didn't matter if they were old, young. It didn't matter. They they went at them. And this is the part where I get like. It's not racism. It's me literally looking up to the race. <laughs> I think they're better than us because I'll be like, yeah, that's... Black people don't fuck around, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you want to start a disease that ruins the world? No, they'll find you. <laughs> you know, white people are weak little bitches. We're not, we'll be like, oh, you, does the science... Did it happen in a lab? I believe you. Yeah, yeah. yeah buddy from Trinidad doesn't give a fuck. He's going to come show me the lab, but, man. But, show but, me what lab it came from. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, but I mean, the, the sad thing here was when it came to Stop Asian Hate, that was trending. And this... As I said, the only thing that was trending was whites, and in every video, it was just whites being beaten the fuck up. And I mean, like, we're gonna. I, I think we might be the minority soon. I know in England, it's official that whites are a minority. Yeah. Indians have now officially outnumbered people of other ethnicities in the UK. Yeah. I think that's an official so, thing. Now. But like the point was like it's not stop the war on whites. It's not stop violence against whites. It's just whites. Now, I hate the color shade. I hate anyone who attacks anyone for the purpose of the color of their skin. Yeah, but we're not allowed to have a hashtag to save us. Yeah, yeah. And, and I would like to know why it's happening. Burn, white devil, burn! And I mean, may, maybe it's happening because of indoctrination. Maybe it's because these people did that and, and, uh, and like, years ago. Now, I, I'll be honest. Because of the types of things I follow, I see videos like that all the time of ethnicity on, on, on ethnicity. I see Tamil tigers killing Singhalese in the most brutal, disgusting ways you yeah. can possibly imagine in my videos. Ten times worse than what any of those people are doing to white people. I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. It's just interesting. Well, I'm not talking killing. I'm just talking, like, beating. Well, doing bad shit. Maybe yeah. they don't kill them, but I've seen them being pushed out of the second story of a building, walking through the mall, getting shoved down escalators, almost fucking dying on the bottom. Like, I've seen crazy shit, you know? Um, people jumping off of a second floor building with, like, weapons to catch them just because they're from, the, the, they're Tamil. There was or something a, like that. There, so that type of hate based purely on color and the fact that they're getting views and likes and all that is 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 prevalent in many cultures. There was it's a video sad it got to us. There, there was a video that went viral recently and it, w it was on a subway and there was there was a, a guy who was trying to call on a, a white family uh, who the guy was like, I guess he was holding his daughter and somebody else was filming it. And he was trying to call him on to get him to like to get a reaction to get him to fight. But he wouldn't. He's holding his kid. Right. But the guy was still egging him on and, and saying all these, fu saying like the worst shit. It's like, I okay. couldn't imagine what I would do to a person if I was holding my child and they started mouthing off. Like after I very calmly handed the kid to a person I love and respect, <laughs> that mother, like you better have brought friends, you know, <laughs> like God. Uh, you're a mom. Imagine holding your baby and someone's like, like you fucking stupid bitch, blah, blah, blah. You're just like. Well, let me just pass my eight month old over here kindly. You know? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, you for introducing start to, start to your my face. child ba, ba, to ba, these ba, words. Ba, ba, Thank you. Ba, ba, oh, you've introduced stress ba, ba. to my child's life, have you, for the first time? It's okay, little baby. It's okay, too. It's okay, Tia. Go over here with daddy. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you better start running. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Anyways, that's insane. So finish the story. Uh, I mean, it, it basically ends right there. The. Yeah, the fight didn't happen. That's the level we're at. That we are as a society. I want to film this and see what happens. Like, yeah, but like trying to get a reaction. Yeah, I just like you know. Can I get a reaction? Yeah. That's how you end up dead on the subway, bro. I'm telling you, this is the thing. This is the thing. It's a. It really is a fuck around and find out world. I think that those people that are doing that are waiting for a guy like me. Like they want to meet me on the subway because I'm I'm the guy you're looking for. You're gonna get a video that will go so viral. 
or I'm just going to do something that you're going to be like, oh, I did not see this coming. Like they're, look- <laughs> they're looking for me. I just want you all to know I'm right here. I'm waving my hand. You see me on the subway. You see me on the bus. You see me out there. You see Alex come. You see my pretty long hair. My, my, uh, fuck with me. By all means. Talk to me like shit at the bank. Cut in, me li- cut in my line at fucking Tim Hortons. Talk to the person that I'm at a restaurant with like garbage. Or, or here's a better one. Let me go to an establishment that I love and respect where I know the staff and talk to the staff like garbage. Maybe stand up. Maybe throw things. Maybe start tossing food around. Do it. Please. Make my fucking day and Some be an of- asshole in public. Because guys like me are just waiting to put you... Remember Mr. Twisted Tea? Yeah. Guys like that are in every convenience but store now, some, man. Some just be of- nice to your fellow human- humans. Some of the worst parts of these videos, though, is they will get the guy down till he's unconscious. And once he's unconscious, they'll keep going. Yeah, that's not good. And that's how you that, kill that, somebody. Yes. Very, very, very easily. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people understand that once you uh, uh, once you lose consciousness, um, your bones and your body they have a um, a chemical inside that's immediately released into your bloodstream, and what that it actually keeps you from from gaining consciousness back. So if you're being actually pummeled, so if, like and the reason this happens is so that when the body, let's say you fell down a cliff and you got one or two, you remember this Homer Simpson goes to do the yeah, skateboard. Yeah. So let's pretend we're Homer, like three or four. Oh, 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 oh! The third one. The chemical is released. You're, you shut down your unconscious. Now you continue to be pummeled, and the chemical just keeps going. And the chemical's job is to keep, do, don't wake up. Like, we're in, like, survival mode. Just stay asleep, and we're hoping to recover and, and keep enough of our, if we tense our muscles up, that we'll, we'll protect our bones. You yeah. know what I mean? So if you're beating an unconscious person, the chances that you're going to sever a brain stem or that you're going to cause um, uh, some type of permanent internal bleeding or that you're going to make them septic. If you kick lower half, if you get septic because the muscles are so tight, you can burst things. I'm telling you, this is real shit. I've read up on this stuff. You can make a person septic and you can give them permanent brain damage so fucking easy. If they're unconscious, you won. Go home. Yeah. I've been there. I've had people pull me off an unconscious guy maybe twice in my life. But like, yeah, like you got to you gotta check yourself in that moment. Is this guy that was mouthing off as I calmly handled my eight-month-old to the person beside me worth jail time for the rest of my life? No. But he's definitely worth breaking two knuckles in the subway. 100%. <laughs> just know that just you gotta know the line. Yeah. Right? Just one knuckle. That's know not your, good enough. Know your limit. Stay within it. It's two, maybe a third. I think I'm good. I'm telling you, <laughs> I certainly wouldn't want to be mouthing off it to Mark on the subway <laughs> while he was holding like little, little little Ethan back in the day, you know. Listen, Mark, you fucking piece of shit with your stupid glasses, your dumb face. You think you're tough. Your music fucking sucks. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna go home and fuck your sister. I'm gonna fuck your whole sister more right now. Than Say, okay, okay, all right, then I'm just gonna here you go. <laughs> like you don't want my, you don't want these you don't want to catch those Mark hands, man. I'm telling you. Like, why are you doing this? Why are people just uh, right? trying to get a reaction, man? If it's a fuck around and find out world, they need to change the laws. They need to change the laws. Like, you know, they need to get some purge laws going. Where it's kind of like, uh, you're not allowed to hit anybody unless well, they scream in your face for you to hit them. And then you're allowed. Like, well, I mean, the scary thing is. It's getting to that point, man. Well, I mean, the scary thing is this goes back to the statistics. You go by the statistics of the higher crime neighborhoods. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right, you're uh, right, you're right. And then, but then if you cut, crack down on crime... Well, the, ra- the race uh, card gets played. Yeah, you play that race card pretty fucking fast. It's so, like, ugh. What about this thing in Canada I don't right want to go down that road. There, well, we can keep going down Controversy Road, but let's get it a little, make it a little more interesting. There All was right. a thing in Canada, I, I can't remember the specifics of it, but it was definitely in the last few weeks. And there it are was lots of things in Canada, by the way. Somebody broke into someone's house and they've been shot. Oh, yeah. And they died, and the person 
the, the parents of the person that was shot and killed in the house are successfully suing and putting the person that shot them in prison because you can't. It was, uh, that I mean, that might not work. And the reason why it might not work is well, the gun wasn't registered. Y- well, OK. He had an unregistered gun in his house. Somebody fucked around and found out, broke in and got capped. And that person with the unregistered gun, that cap buddy that didn't make it. Is about to do time, serious time, yeah, maybe yeah. life, maybe lifetime. Yeah, that's Canada. I'm telling you, the, okay. But the, the wait, only, I want you to weigh in on your opinion. The too. only reason why he would get busted is for the unregistered gun. Uh, other than that, uh, being well, look at what all the work they're putting into keeping you from keeping a gun in Canada. Wouldn't you unregister keep it unregistered too? Like uh, that's yeah. that's the that's where it gets um, controversial. But you, because they're making it so difficult. And if he didn't have it, he'd be dead. But yeah, but that's that's the thing. You have to be found guilty by a jury of your peers. That's so you, a good so point. you that's you a may point. be arrested. Like, that's a good point. Fuck, I'm going to jail. But then the trial. That's happens. a good point. This is a point Mark makes because it's not like that everywhere in the world. Not a lot yeah. of people know this, but in England, in the UK, that's not the case. Well, it's happened in Canada as well. So, but I'm saying, uh, in if this exact situation happened in the UK, you would not have 12 people. You would have a single judge. And that's oh it. yeah, it's a yeah. Different you'd be ju- fucked. The judicial system <laughs> yeah. is different. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And in the states, you have to uh, get through a lot of shit before you go to trial. In Canada, they'll throw you to trial with 12 of your peers, pretty lickety split. You know why? Because we pay for it. It's all free. Public defenders. <laughs> but in the states, they have public defenders, but it's not funded by the state, or it's not funded by the the federal. Um, uh, the, it's not fun- f- funded by the feds. It's state set up. Yeah. It's not the same. So provinces are powerless. We're basically, basically Canada's like a giant state. We're like one big state. There's 35 million of us. There's literally more people in New York state than there is in our whole country. Yeah. So we're like the 53rd state if you want to think of it a little bit like that. <laughs> we really are. Ew. <laughs> yeah, it is gross when you think of it like that. Yeah. But the bottom line is that we, we function like that and our judicial system is very quick quick to trial because of that. And I like that. Yeah. I, I think That's one thing I'll give Canada. I, I talk a lot of shit about this country but like I really love the way our judicial system um, was originally set up. Like, you used to really, if you had guns or hard drugs, you did time. If you fucked with children or animals, you did fucking time. You didn't get away with none of that. Yeah. If you were trafficking guns or doing something that, you know what I mean? It was, it was I felt like there was appropriate sentencing. Yeah. And now it's like, if you have, it, we're very similar to the states. If uh, CRA catches you fucking around with your taxes, you'll do more time than you will raping a kid. It's, it's, it's just as fucked up. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm, I'd like to see us kind of go back to that. But that's one thing we do. We, we go to trial and we still have people. Can you imagine going to, this, to, to the UK and just having like one judge? Like, I killed this guy. It's just like, yeah. And the guy was Spanish and so is the judge. But you're done. Bye. <laughs> you know, can you just fucking imagine that? Yeah. I'm Alex Cobbett and I killed like Julio. And it's just like, oh, the judge's name's Julio too. Fuck, sucks to be you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> like I... That's the idea of the 12 peers. That's the idea. And, and then they, there's also that in Canada, and they do this in the States too, probably worse in the States, the screening process. They bring in, first off, I think it's 15 jurors, if I'm correct, 12 and 3 contingents. Alternates. Yes. Alternates. And then they grill you and their goal, I think they bring in about 20 in the beginning and then they bring it, get it down to 15. They get rid of 5 or 6 and then they keep the 15 and there's 3. Have to watch the whole trial but don't get a vote. Yeah. And it's only in case there's corruption or a suspected issue with one of the other ones. I just think that whole idea is like, like that's democracy. That's it. Yeah. That's how it's fucking done. And we've lost, like, remember back in the back in the day when you see these old videos, of like the, I guess Family Guy does the best with the chicken lawyer, the courthouse chicken lawyer. <laughs> I do believe so. I rest my case here. And then like, you know, it'll be like an old Southern courthouse. 
and there'd be the 12, 12 peers. And everybody in the jury, like, actually knows the people that are involved in the trial. It's an yeah. actual community. Like, like that's the basis of the judicial system. And that's, that's dude, how dude. it should be. So where we are in Better Call Saul. Oh! Oh! Wow. Dude, so, what season? Talk to me. Uh, just started season two. Oh, you're so are you guys? Yeah, are babies. but but I babies. was like, but I was like five seasons to go. But well, I've seen more than that. Yeah, but I was like, Chuck, what the fuck, dude? It, you don't even know. Chuck destroys that man. Yeah. <laughs> What's he doing right now? Uh, well, uh, so he are so so sorry, uh, Jimmy. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> he found out that uh, the only reason he could couldn't get a job at. HHM yeah. was because of And they his played brother. it off like Howard was saying yeah. no, because Howard's the like spray tan <laughs> yeah. fucking asshole that they could be like, you know, blame it on him. And he hates Howard because of it. He fucking yeah. hates Howard. I don't want to ruin I'm it. not saying I'm that. not saying shit, but all I'm gonna say is you need to really, really analyze the Jimmy, Kim, Howard, and his brother. That those four. Uh, yeah. So so you really I gotta mean, watch it. I I mean I'm I'm doing just that. It, so like it evolves, when, when it man. came to the uh, the the trial of uh, the class action lawsuit against the the retirement home. There. Yeah. Yeah. Sandpiper. Uh, Get all the sandpiper clients. Yeah. Yep. And then and then you see Kim saying like, "You need to give us this case and walk away from it." And it's like what? And then like she she's convincing him. You know, uh, just take the twenty thousand. It's a lot of money, but. Uh, what's his fucking name? Howard? Is it Howard? Howard's the uh the spray tan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The spray tan guy. Howard had said, "Yeah, it's a class action suit that could get twenty million. Yeah, and he's getting he's got a percent. He's got a percentage he's getting on it. Yeah, uh, he's getting ten percent of all the money. So if it's twenty million, he would get uh two million. Yeah, immediately for doing nothing for zero. Not just to sit back and let it happen. Well, first it was uh, if you just get twenty thousand, and then afterwards he's not retarded. He didn't take that. You know, it's funny that you say that. But that's what he's being told to take. But I need you to really understand that Kim, when they go talk, is got is talking, telling him to do the right thing. Yeah. You should do the right thing, Jimmy, because by the end of the series, that's not how it goes. That's that's the the beauty. They did it with Breaking Bad, and I can see the. The way they tried to do it with Saul, but it wasn't as obvious. They started with Walter's the good guy. Yeah. And Jesse's the, the bad kid. And at the end of that series, Walter's the bad guy and Jesse's the re redeemed good kid. Okay? In this series, you start with Jimmy, and Jimmy's kind of like the bad guy almost in the beginning because he's you know trying to do the skateboard scams and he's got the guy going up to do the billboard like he is kind of still yeah. and kim's like working at hhm and she's like the good guy and they they end up dating and stuff and and you can see she, her being the good influence and you see this by the end of well it, you see even he's like at one point they just tried I'll, 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 I'll just ruin it for you i'm not ruining any big plot points but at some point him and kim decide they're going to destroy howard like their pure 100 percent goal is to ruin the man they make him out to be like a drug addict and fuck him like and they, they drug him they fuck him up like they do crazy shit to howard to get him okay for yeah. stuff that you'll you'll see happens later for other things well so it's already a little bit of a swap so but even jimmy at that point is like i don't know kim I don't know if we should do this. And Kim's like, let's do it. Let's fucking go. Like she's even she no, in this point she's she wants well, to do the right thing. So so Howard, he's he's not a saint. You know, uh because because no, when, no lawyer is. Because when Kim was questioning um uh, well actually, sorry, Kim lost the Kettleman's. 
Yeah. And okay. Oh, what a great! I love when he. Have you gotten to the part where he finds them in their tent yet? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jimmy finds them in yeah. their tent. He's yeah. like, so, dude, those. So scenes. Kim. So Kim gets shoved off to a closet. And it's like, why are, yeah. why are you over here? Oh, yeah, you guys are still... Okay, so Kim working for HHM, like, that's a short-lived thing. She'll get the fuck out of there at yeah. some point soon. And that's when you really get to see her character get good. Yeah. But uh, but those Kettlemans, you know, th- like they, they're just like, you know, I we're not guilty people. You know, it's funny that you say this. <laughs> I love the Kettlemans because you know that they're actually the people that he gets the Statue of Liberty blow up from at uh, the end <laughs> of the series. Yeah, yeah he get, they have a tax... Because they get caught for tax evasion, they start a tax, like, tra- like a come down to this trailer, we'll do your taxes thing. Yeah. And five seasons later, he catches them again <laughs> doing shit. And then he takes their whole fucking, he's not nice this time. He fucks them hard, and he takes the b- big blow-up liberty and all the stuff, and that's how he becomes Saul, yeah. is by taking their liberty tax like, I love, stuff. So far, I love Better Call Saul better than Breaking Bad. I think it's better. I'll, I'll argue... That it is a better series, and yeah. I'll, and and the mo- Bob Odenkirk is the reason. I think Odenkirk is a superior actor to Cranston, and I think that Saul or Jimmy has more character arc. I know that's got to be hard to go from a guy, a uh, uh, um, you know, uh, a science teacher teaching children to a meth kingpin is a yeah. big transition. But I think Jimmy's is worse because but Jimmy th- goes from a good lawyer to a lawyer ready to take Walt on. Yeah. It's, and then you get to see what happens after. The yeah. best part about Saul is it's not only Better Call Saul. It's Better Call Saul for five seasons and four episodes, six episodes. And then the final four episodes are all a post-Breaking Bad world. You get nice. to see where everybody from the vacuum cleaner man that gets them out, yeah. right down to Jimmy, Kim, all of them. You get to see where they all end up at the end of Walt's legacy. So I'm going to uh, show you a clip after this that I shared with Tamara. I th- Don't show I, me any clips! I th- no, I think I, I shared it on uh, on Messenger with you, but I don't know if you watched it. And it's the guy who plays his mic, and he's tearing up from filming Better Call Saul, and he's like, I just... Oh, oh yeah, the guy who plays... Um, uh, fuck, he's got a plain-ass name. <laughs> Johnson or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, jo- Jonathan. Jonathan Banks. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, Jonathan and, uh, Banks. What like, a great actor. Yeah, so like he's going on saying like it was nice to film and and seeing these people, but he kept sad. expecting the rest to come. He by. cries, actually cries. He yeah. has a breakdown because yeah. it's like I was on set with all the Saul's offices and all this, and and then and nobody then, comes. Nobody. And then, sh- and then Brian Cranston says, "Yeah, but his favorite part was killing Mike." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Brian's like, what was your favorite season? Like, yeah, to kill Mike, <laughs> mostly because he, his bitch character gets to kill the most badass character in the series. Really? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's good. I, d- dude, what a great like anybody that's uh, not a fan of the you know Vince Gilligan's universe that he's made with all that. I don't know. I guess this isn't the show for you. Like we well, talk I mean, about it I a mean, lot. I mean, and it's good in regards to me now having. Seen all of Breaking if you don't Bad. like Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, me and Mark are recommending you give it one more shot. One yeah. more shot. So, I mean, for me to say that uh, I wasn't big on Breaking Bad because it's a drug show and I'm still not because it's a drug show, I'm in the, the same boat. But when you re rewatch it, you realize it's not a drug show, it's but about way more than that. But I mean, that's probably why I like uh, Better Call Saul more. It, it's it's the character, it's the character who's trying to make it who is a screw up. Yeah. And he tried he tries to make it. And when you see Chuck go off on him saying, like, you know, I made this my life, 
Yeah. And you just pass the bar. Yeah. Fucking oh, he's second like, rate. He is flat. It would be like me getting mad at you for passing your mechanics license. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? They're giving it to people like you now? Like, <laughs> yeah. Alex, I thought I was your buddy. I was telling me how much you love me and how 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 we're equals. And be like, yeah, but not not in the mechanic world, you fucking peasant. <laughs> you don't deserve a license. Get the fuck out. No, get out. Get out, Mark. No, fuck this show. <laughs> fuck this shot, bud. I you all. You know, just be like. They just wrote my mechanics like Yeah. I I got a 78. You know? <laughs> yeah. I got a 76. You fuck it. Fuck you. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Just get. Yeah. It would be the equivalent of that. Yeah. 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 And if I was your blood relative. <gasps> like, Rob, put yourself in those shoes, bro. Yeah. That's why I love that show. When you really close your eyes and think about it, put yourself in those shoes. A bit like my mom wanted to be a lawyer. It'd be like if my mom went and got the. She was a paralegal when I was a little boy. So if she went and got her lawyer's license and I was like in my 20s, I was like, yo, mom, I passed the bar. She's like, what? I didn't know you were studying. I was like, yeah, I did it like, you know, and she just give me this disgust. Like, Ugh. <laughs> you know, like that must. Yeah, that must have been fucking hard. But the, I mean, the things the, that make Saul the, Saul are way deeper. Than yeah, that. I was going to say the, brother. The, I don't want to ruin it for you, but you do know that the brother doesn't quite make it. To yes. The, yeah, the end of the series. Yeah, OK, yeah. so I won't go into it, but the circumstances under which he passes is a big factor. Yeah. Big factor. Because Howard dies and he dies. Those are the two big deaths in the series. And when they kill them off, like you gotta go you gotta you, you gotta go back. Like when they when they die, you see the reaction. And I did this thing where I went online and they actually show clips from the previous episode. If you watch the episode before a certain character dies, Vince makes sure the scenes are they are very important. Like yeah. he'll draw certain things out. And you don't even know. In the moment, you don't know. But then when you go back, it's so much foreshadowing, pathetic fallacy, and other literary devices just punching you in the face. You're like, how did I not see it? Yeah. How did I see it? You know what I mean? Because Vince will literally spell out the end of the show to you in fucking season two, episode three. Yeah. And you won't. And then in the end of the series, you're like, oh, my God, I should have saw it coming. It's real. That's why yeah. I love him. And so uh, one of the biggest uh, relatable things about this is when you see uh, – like it's it's Jimmy trying to turn his life around, right? Like he was trying to be Jimmy. Up. He's trying he, to stay away from slipping Jimmy. Yeah, trying to stay away from slipping Jimmy. Jimmy. He, he was the con artist that that would uh, just pull scams. We all got a slipping Jimmy inside us, don't right? we? Yeah. Don't we? Don't we? So then he finally feels like, yeah, I passed the bar. I did something good, and then his and then his brother, rather than thinking that okay, no, he's trying to turn shit around, it was like, no, this is my life. It, and the reason why I can spin that is because I record my own music. You know, you think of all these other people that are recording music, like that out there making it. And then if I record my own music and and something happens from it, and then like, wow, this guy just did it in his fucking basement. Serious? Cut that. Fuck this guy. That's a like, Bill, it's Billy I, Billy Eilish right there. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like literally, it was yeah. like, oh, she won a Grammy, and uh, that record cost two hundred dollars to make. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Right. You got fucking Katy Perry out here. I spent two hundred trillion dollars on one song, <laughs> and there's twenty songwriters, and you still just want to see these titties. <laughs> you know, like really? Like, yeah. 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 I'm with you, bro. I f- I'm. W- I think that. And I like shows where you can l- almost anyone can relate. Like yeah. you're you're drawing the with, better with, call song. Um, with with Breaking Bad, the relatable moment was there's less of them. I there's think. less of them, but the bigger thing was anything that can go wrong would. For me, the Breaking Bad relatability is I will do anything for my family. That's what I I see because it starts. Like I said, you lose Walter. I t- I think last week we talked about you. Um, the yeah, moment yeah. I think yeah. most people lose Walter is when he beats the. He's back from the surgery. She's mad at him about the cell phone, the second mm-hmm. cell phone. So she kicks him out, and that's when he could have turned it all around and been, been gone back and not broken bad. And instead, he says, "I'm not going to invest in gray matter and go back to work for them." 
and I don't care that my cancer's gone. I'm going to keep making money. That's when the decision happens. The but reason that Saul's a better show is because that never happens. Yeah. You yeah. never get that moment. So, I mean, even even at that moment, it was he, he would still claim it was for his family. But then afterwards, by the end, he says, no, it was for me. I'm good at it. Oh, yeah. That's one thing I'll, I like about Walt, that last conversation he has with Skylar in the final episode. When, yeah. she, when she says, if you, and she, she puts her head down and goes, if I have to fucking listen to you, tell me about how this was all for us one more time. Like, that's literally the fight that me and my mom have. Like, you know what I, mean? like, <laughs> I think every parent has to have this fight with their kid where they're like, I did all this for you. And the kid looks at them and goes, no, you fucking should have done all that. Yeah. That was what you signed up for when you didn't pull out, you know, dad. Or that was what you <laughs> signed up for when you didn't get an abortion, mom. That was your choice, you know? That's a big fight. And I love that. Him and Skylar have it's it. We all have it. I think every relationship, mom, you know, any any uh, any relationship that's parental in any in any way, even a mentor that might not be blood, you're still gonna have a fight over what they gave you and what and whether it was their choice. Well, yeah. you chose to do that for me, Dad. You chose to work all those hours. You could have been a deadbeat. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was on you, kind of idea. And I love that they they that Walt owns it. You know what I mean? I'll tell you right now, Jimmy never does. And that's why I love his character, because he really does. Have you ever seen interviews with Bob Odenkirk about being Saul? You know, he hated yeah. it. Oh, yeah? He truly didn't like it. There was this, I watched an interview recently, and he'll, people, he'll say, I am... He's on Hot Ones. So we gotta watch that's that where, that's yeah. the one that I saw. Oh, okay. You should watch it. He, he says, um, flat out, he says, um, because he gets asked by Sean, he's like, you know, w w talk to me about, about the character of Saul. And he, and he went, I hated it. Like I, I, there's, it's over now, so I can say it. But I need you to understand that I am a, I'm a very funny, loving person. And he says, Saul, he says Saul Goodman is 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 the one of the worst. And he, like he's he's not funny, Bob. He's got the scowl, you know, the Bob scowl, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like, Saul's the worst person at all. He he says the things they do to Howard, and he starts listing stuff, right? And he's like, those scenes. He's like, and you got to be that human garbage for 12 hours a day for 10 years. He's like, there's a, it gets to a point where you wonder who you are. Yeah. You really do. He says, so yeah, to, he, say, he looks at Sean, and it's a bit of a serious moment. Bob's interview is a lot more serious than you're going to expect. It is not all fun and games. He does have some fun game, fun stuff when they're talking about his old skits with David Cross, yeah. but, but when they're talking about the majority of his career, he's very serious, and he says some very good shit. I like Bob. Bob's a good guy. I really want to watch that nobody. Dude, He's he pushes it hard, yeah. and there's clips in the uh, interview from it. I, I I need to watch it. It's apparently just him and two other actors are the main people, and it's just yeah. I want to yeah. check it out for sure. Yeah. Bob Odenkirk. I, I mean, he becomes John Wick essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just and I I just love him because of his character development. You know, because he's he's a comedian. Yeah. But he's like this weird reluctant. He's like it's like people were like, oh, he's a comedian, but I know that everyone could tell there was more there. Yeah. You know, like, ah, he might be that funny guy, but I know, I'm trying to think of another example, um, Jim Carrey. I know he's Ace Ventura and he's the mask, but I see the potential for him to be the guy from like 27 or that guy from, you know what I mean? Some of the more uh, cable guy, the more serious kind of the different. The majestic. The majestic. Yeah, roles that, uh, the Grinch. Roles that you didn't see right away. You know what I mean? You would have been like, oh, fuck, this guy can actually pull off some crazy yeah. different stuff. I, I see that same kind of thing with, with Odenkirk and they did that when they pulled him and were like, let's make him this bad dude. And it killed him to leave the world of comedy to do drama, but he's so yeah, he's like literally the sacrificial lamb of acting. I think when it comes to it, because he gave up being the David, you know, because he wasn't that successful money wise. No, with that, yeah. I notoriety, he's a king. Everybody looks up to Bob. Yeah, but he didn't have a cent in his bank until he did Better Call. Let's yeah. 
Anyways, mad props to Gilligan and Paul for that. Go check that stuff out. Star Wars is looking dope. Go check out Mandalorian. Bad Batch is finishing this week. Check that out. Last of Us is done. All the episodes are out. They're pretty much all garbage, short of maybe <laughs> four of them. So check out episode one, two, five, eight, and nine. The rest can go. <laughs> They're all garbage. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? There's synopsis here. Ch- we still live in Kiana, China, as we're calling it. Um, Mr. Dong has stepped down as the liberal member of Dan. Oh, man. Yeah. He so. stepped down. And as he stepped down, he had a speech where he was crying. And, and everybody clapped. It's like, really? People are clapping. <laughs> Wait. You're what? such a strong commie spy. <laughs> so strong against a burnt city. I, against- yeah. I wonder like people were like. What? Why are we clapping? Are we okay? We're just clapping for this now. Okay. We're just clapping for okay. <laughs> for corruption. <laughs> corruption. 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 Yeah. Right. That's the Liberal Party. Is that what they're doing now? And with that said, that brings episode seventy-one. What? Seventy-one. <laughs> to a wrap. Search the shot pod online and don't forget the zero in shot when you search us. Remember, Google, YouTube, Apple iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and whatever else you find Rumble. podcasts. <laughs> Good night!